I will open up the uh, regular meeting of the Peace River Town Council for Monday, January 26, 2015, and call it to order. So one of the first items of business that we'd like to uh, to do is, uh, as many people know, Constable David Wynn had his funeral today, and in his memory, we'd... Uh, I'd like to ask everyone to stand and have a minute of silence for him. So rest in peace. Um, adoption of the agenda. Do I hear any items to, to add to the agenda? I would recommend uh, that we um, we have uh, under new business we have AHS medical response request. Um, I think it more fittingly falls into uh, make it number six under unfinished business since that was a uh, that was an item that um, that sh came out of the uh, councillors Ford Ford's motion on the medical co-response and I think that will also allow some people uh, I think some people came specifically for that so um, and the other item I'd like to add, um, and uh, we may as well do it under uh, unfinished business, is the town strategic plan. Uh, we've discussed, discussed it at some length, and there was uh, some changes, minor changes to be made. So this would probably be an opportune time to... Uh, make it final. Do I have a motion? Are there any other additions individuals want to make? Councillors? Hearing none, I'll take a motion to accept the agenda as uh, written, as amended. Who's going to make that? Councillor Burr? I'll make that motion. All in favor? In favor. Also, uh, Councillor Needham is attending from Hawaii, and uh, he requests that everyone use their microphone so he can adequately hear the discussion. That would, that would be great. Thank you. So that takes us to the adoption of the minutes. Uh, you should have the minutes of February the 12th, uh, regular meeting in council in front of you. And we're
Were there any uh, corrections that needed to be made to that? Uh, motion 1501.45, it doesn't read clear to me. I guess that's how Orrin said it, but I don't know whether, I guess I'm thinking we can speak in clear, incoherently, but the minutes should read coherently. Have you looked at that, Orrin? Yeah, I have that in front of me right now, and that's pretty much what I said, but I just want to make note that it was stated that uh, um, right from right from the beginning that the Peace River Fire Department will still respond to uh, any, medical, any medical emergency call as directed by Alberta Health Services, and uh, we'll be dealing with that later on in the uh, meeting tonight. So that was that, but that was the motion that you read. Uh, yeah. that you Correct. Had, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So no need to to correct that. Are there any other items? Hearing none, I will take a motion to adopt the uh, adopt the minutes of the January twelfth meeting. Oh. Yeah, I'm thinking that that uh, motion should read from the adopted level of service document, Your Worship. Okay, so uh, could you, for Ms. Alexoff benefit, could you uh, tell her where, what the actual change means? Just, that, just uh, after the MPC call. Okay, there's a insertion there from? Okay, fair enough. Um, I take it there's no other changes um, so I'll entertain a motion to accept the uh, agenda as uh, as a mi minutes as presented I, I still move okay or not presented but as amended all in favor of Councillor Manzer's motion passed in favor of the amended uh, document that takes us to minutes of January 13 2015 special meeting of the council any corrections needed there? I see people nodding their heads in a, in a negative way. So uh, I'll move that we accept the special minutes as presented. Okay. All in favor? In favor. Passed. Um, Ms. Alexoff, are there any public hearings? No, Your Worship. And uh, Mr. Bunn, there's no presentations scheduled. There is no presentations tonight, no. That takes us to bylaws. So we have bylaw 1954, to venture bylaw for the purpose of purchasing three pieces of heavy equipment. And I take it Ms. Adams will be speaking to this one? Or is it Mr. Bunn that will be speaking to it? I would, but I can't open it. Serious. It's probably because you're in 2016. <laughs> Actually, for some reason, it seems it seems to work better when you're going to split screen. So my suggestion is just to go back to January, right there, right there, yeah. And then going to split screen. For some reason, uh, this one is. So this, um, through the budget process, uh, Council will recall that we looked at purchasing three additional pieces of equipment, uh, a street sweeper, a track hoe, and a vacuum truck. Uh, 
hydrovac truck, actually. Uh, the purpose of the bylaw is to give first reading to allow us to incur the uh, debenture borrowing that the budget was predicated on. If uh, council approves first reading, we then have to uh, go through the process of public advertising. Um, and then following that, it would still require second and third readings. And then following that, uh, there's a further one-month period that you have to wait for appeals. So the, uh, the reality of starting the process tonight is if council decides to move forward and approve these and everything goes as quickly as it possibly can, we still would not actually be receiving the funds until uh, probably June. I think I think it was operational. Yeah, yeah, it was operational funds to pay off the debenture. Yeah, offset by operational savings by not renting the equipment. I thought was sort of what we made yeah. this decision on. Okay, yeah. so if, um, your worship, if that was if that's still the um, case, I'd be prepared to put a motion on the table to give bylaw nineteen fifty four first reading as presented. So um, there again, uh, similar to, to my last uh, presentation, the, the, same, the same thing applies. This is for the extension of municipal services and taxiway uh, to allow further lot development, uh, three, three further lots, as was discussed again through the budget process. Um, once again, we're, we're under the same time restrictions and constraints as I just indicated, so... Uh, a proceeding tonight, if, if again this project goes ahead, would still be uh, probably June before any funds would be accessed. Your Worship, if I may ask a question. Yeah. So with discussion on this, I was a little surprised because I thought we were waiting until we'd had some further discussions with uh, the MD on this before we made any moves on it. Um, that's not what I understood. I understood we were going to discuss it with the MD, um, okay. but that we still went ahead with it as our budget item, uh, and we were going to discuss it with not just the MD, but actually all of the regional participants. Pardon? Okay. Um, so if we pass this, does it commit us? I realize it's only first reading, but does it commit us to, to doing it? No. No. It, the, the project itself, what we're committing to here is, is strictly the first reading. Yeah. Um, it, is, there, it is possible somebody may petition against this or whatever, so uh, council still has to, down the road, give it second and third readings. So then this one did stay into the, in the capital budget? Correct. Okay, I thought, for some reason I thought it still had question marks on it, but okay. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's correct. And we did, uh, I did bring that back before final approval 
to indicate, and and the amounts were still left in the budget at that point. Right. Um, although it colors the whole project differently, I think that's what Councillor Blakey was getting at. So I mean, I guess in principle, I don't have an issue with what we're doing here, but I guess I wanted to look at how this was all. I, I sort of thought we were under the impression that we weren't going to move on it until we had a better understanding of how this was going to be um, financed, handled, paid for, however you want to word it. That was my understanding as well, that we want to see, like, we won't get much return on this. It's the municipality the fees will get the biggest return because their tax assessment will go up. The, 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 the feeling is that we should be advertising so that if we do go ahead with it, yeah. the, the monies will be there in June because if we delay it any further, then... Uh, That's correct. Yeah. We, can only, we can only borrow um, quarterly. So we miss March now. We can get June. If we don't get our processes in place and we miss June, then we wouldn't get funding till September and then we're, we'll, won't be able to construct or... Okay, but I guess basically what I want to make sure of is, is that if we go ahead with this and then our discussions go sideways and it doesn't look like something that we can handle ourselves, this particular, whatever it's going to be, that we're not tied into you this debenture at this point. You would defeat it at second or third reading. Okay, okay, okay. Anybody that wants to sponsor. Well, I, I, in that case, I'd be prepared. I mean, I think, like I said, I think it's worth okay. pursuing. I just don't want to tie our hands until we know exactly what the <coughs> landscape looks like. So uh, I would give it, uh, I would put a motion on the table to give it first reading. Um, let me see here. Give bylaw 1955 first reading as presented. All in favor? In favor. Passed. Okay. takes us to uh, unfinished business and the first item on under unfinished business is Pat's Creek culvert and uh, is are you leading this discussion Mr. Bond or uh, is engineering <laughs> okay uh, welcome Mr. Lachlan McLaughlin Thank you for having me. So uh, we prepared a write-up, I, I, so I won't go through it in great detail, but in a short synopsis, uh, we have tendered the Pats Creek uh, project. We have uh, we had two bidders. Uh, the prep budget came in below them. Uh, MPA engineering's estimate and so what are we what we're recommending is that we award subject to receiving the grant funding we have uh, been trying and trying to get word back on the grant funding and we're still being told that it's in the minister's office uh, and and so we have no answer yet on the grant funding uh, this project is very time sensitive and so we need, would like a motion so that in the event that we got the grant funding, we'd be able to proceed immediately without having to wait for the next council meeting. And so if, what if, tell me what the game plan is if this, this grant funding gets stuck in the minister's office until the price of oil goes back up to $100 a barrel or $80 a 
dollars a barrel? Well, I, I, I wish I think we both know the answer is that it, you won't award. That in in a nutshell, the without money you won't move forward. I don't think. I mean that that that's your decision. You, you still have that ability, but and I think our tender uh, is a sixty day window that we have to actually accept unless they agree to an extension. That's that's our legal contra contractual uh, window. I would say that our window is actually much shorter than that yeah. because it's based on weather more than anything else. So I, I suppose you're not going to give me a, an estimate or a guess as to whether you think that funding is going to come through or not. At, at, this, <laughs> at this point, you have more influence than I do. <laughs> I, I was actually going to suggest that assuming, or if you approve this motion, that you may want to follow up with another motion that uh, we draft a letter under the mayor's signature uh, to request, yeah. explain the urgency as we, as we have done on several other occasions, but to do it again. Okay. So with this project then, um, the window, you were saying the window is small, so can you explain to me again, is this, this has to happen before spring comes, and then once spring comes, it can't be done, right? It has to wait again until winter, or how does that work? Yes, the, the, the optimum time to do it is when Pat's Creek is frozen and, yeah. not, and not flowing. Yeah. Uh, so there's a period of time where you can't do the work due to uh, environmental uh, restrictions, and, and so you'd have, you have to shut down for that period of time. You could resume in the summer, but then you're into uh, damming off the water and pumping the water off around your work area. Right, okay. Uh, there was sections previously when they did Pat's Creek way back in the 90s that, that they did do that for a couple of sections, so it, it is feasible and doable. Um, but this project is based right now on doing it in the winter months. Okay. So, Mr. Mayor, the phase one that we're talking about here, how f was that the one where they did a bit more work from where they've stopped right now, or was this something else? Yeah, maybe you could sketch it out for us. What this, what, what this particular this project section. is is predominantly the the very downstream end from the river coming back this direction, and it would be removing all of the thick layer of gravel that has been deposited in there over the years, and then uh, doing floor repairs. That's initially the expensive part, but then as well as there's uh, basically protecting all the entrances of the pipe from water flowing up like happened in the, the last event. So they've designed uh, some pretty unique uh, valves that they would, uh, one-way valves so water from the street could still run in, but water couldn't back up. Uh, so. They've designed those to be put where necessary. There's a few uh, unnecessary uh, connections that will just be abandoned. Uh, so it's it's based. That's essentially the the this phase of the project, and then phase two of the project would be doing from about uh, Main Street back to the bridge. So I take it administration's recommendation is that council award this particular contract subject to, oh yeah, contingent upon this project being fully funded by the Alberta Community Re Resilience Program. Okay. 
So any further questions for Trent or Mr. McLaughlin? Okay, uh, hearing none, I'll take a motion on this item. Mrs. Manzer. I move that council award the contract for tender uh, 077614-14 culvert rehabilitation and other work phase one to 1690082 Alberta limit for one point well one million nine hundred ninety five thousand five hundred fifty five dollars contingent upon this project being fully funded by the Alberta Community Resilience Program. All in favor, Deputy Mayor Manzer's motion. And I'll make a motion, Your Worship, that we uh, task the administration with drafting a letter for your signature to the Minister of Environment uh, requesting funding and outline the reasons why we need this project to proceed this winter. All in favor, Councillor Burr's motion. In favor. Okay, very good. So that takes us to uh, municipal waste collection. Okay, um, so I did uh, some background work on this one as well, uh, mainly some information gathering and such. Uh, so your current contract is going to expire uh, May 31st. Uh, you already did an extension to take it to May 31st. So in order to be able to have garbage uh, collection continue and not have to do another uh, extension, uh, time is sort of of the essence to get a, a tender out to uh, get, a, get a new contractor or the same contractor in place uh, for the continuation of garbage collection. So we basically looked at the, the different options. Uh, I, I think that there's uh, a lot of advantages to moving to a curbside collection, uh, but I don't know that you actually have to make that decision tonight. I think you, you can tender it as sort of an option A, option B, and then make that decision when you actually have prices in front of you uh, and and decide if you want to pay the difference in cost. Any uh, uh, questions or discussions on the two different options? And well, I presume, Trent, that in your benefits that are noted there, there's the five or the six that are written down there. I, I don't see one that speaks to the manpower component. This truck is a single manpower operation versus two. So I, uh, I guess thinking out loud, I would, I, I would expect when the when they are when the request for proposal went out, I'm I'm assuming that a bidder could potentially uh, have a cost savings, so the cost of the service may in fact come down. But uh, is that just wishful thinking on my part, and then the other component on the benefits would be, I presume there would is a, a greater uh, risk factor, and sort of from a health and safety point of view, you've got manual people lifting up garbage bins right now, so this new system wouldn't incur that. So is it fair to say that, that those are two advantages that should also be considered? I would say that yes, there are advantages to the contractor, uh, in terms, uh, I think that the curbside collection, you will see slightly higher price when you tender it. And, and then you have to weigh 
whether or not you want it for the difference in price. Uh, it's more expensive, the type of truck, as well as the contractor has to supply all the bins to all the residents in town. Then they have to fix the bins when someone breaks it. And, that, and so with those added costs, yes, they're saving on manpower, but they have the higher cost on the other side. And so it doesn't quite balance in that the when I talked to one of the other municipalities, they did see a higher price for the curbside uh, collection when they when they moved to it. And along with so those are some of the key things to look for when we get proposals back, obviously, to, to see how those matters are are dealt with in their proposal. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's also the potential curbside uh, collection will include curbside recycling then? Um, I didn't, you would have to decide whether you want that in, in the tender or not. Uh, I didn't think that you would want to, you have the potential where you could expand to that. Uh, you have to think of the other implications. If you move to uh, curbside recycling right away, you have to change the whole way that your recycling is done right now because you're, the recycling now all goes to the uh, recycling center, as I understand, and they're not set up to sort like mm -hmm. uh, like the cities are, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you're if you're going to go to curbside, then it's a basically a one bin style of recycling, not separated into your films and plastics and cardboards and and all that kind of stuff. It just all goes in one bin. And so if you move to that, then you have to change how it's done at the recycling center in order to be able to handle that as it comes in. So right. I think you need to sort out all those things before you lump right. recycling in it. But yes, you can use the same truck, and it gives you that option of expanding that way in the future. But I wouldn't actually recommend making it part of this tender right now. I see Town of Grimshaw has is implementing curbside recycling. They're, they're talking about it, yes. I'm right. not sure if they actually decided that way, um, but their recycling all goes to Grand Prairie, who's already set right. up to, to do that type of sorting. Right, but we'd be contracting with a private in a private company that would take the material and do the, do the recycling. They don't necessarily have to take it to the eco-center, uh, yeah. which is some issues for the Peace River... Peace Regional Waste Management Company, but that's their issue. So uh, we should yeah. have. Uh, I, I, I guess I'm, I'm thinking. I, I think I'm going the same way. I think we should throw it up and let the the contractors sort out of how to do it. Like right now, I know Fairview. I was doing recycling. Theirs yeah. goes to Grand Prairie. It's batched the exact same, and then it goes to Edmonton. You know. Yes. I, Whoever we hired, they may decide they're going to track it straight from here to Edmonton. If, you know, so there's. If you're so interested in ha having that as an option, then yeah, you could. I, I, that's that would be my preference to throw it out to the contractors to to come back with a proposal, you know, curbside pickup to include a, a recycling component to see what they what we can do 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 with that, and, okay. and go with it there. Like it's, we I know it's going to be a. We a, can put that in as an option. Yeah. So Grimshaw's, as I understand it, um, their curbside is is always from the street side. It's not in lanes anymore. Correct. Is that part of any consideration in this yes. tendering business? Yes. If you go to curbside with the automatic pickup, you want to move it to the front streets as opposed to in the back alleys. 
I talked to a friend in Grimshaw. He loves it. Like the, so I don't have to plow the sidewalk to the back alley anymore. I just take it to the front, and they come and pick it up. So he, he loves it. Okay, good. So we need a motion on this. So maybe Mr. Councillor Burke can make the motion to so that we include the option of curbside recycling as a third okay. as a third option. I make a motion, Your Worship, then to proceed. Basically, well, kind of modification of option three is recommended that we uh, call for tenders for uh, curbside recycling. Uh, uh, waste management pickup of garbage and recycling and leave it to the uh, contractors to come back with the most creative proposal to get us the best cost for, for that. So there's, let me clarify that, there's uh, three options, manual pickup service, curbside pickup option, and uh, curbside, curbside recycling, recycling yes. option. Yeah. So do you want to read that back to us? <laughs> Um, no, I didn't think thank so. Thank you. So could you uh, could you reword that so we clarify that for the I move that the um, we go with a request for proposals that would c include uh, garbage pickup, um, curbside recycling, and curbside uh, pickup, and allow the contractors the, the flexibility to be creative and coming back with the best solution for the town. So let me just ask the administration, does, is that clear to you, or do you need more clarification on that? No, I understand what no. Councillor Burr is requesting. He's right. requesting that we ask... So just make it clear to me, so the, the, we, we would be asking the, the contractor to come back, and, and he's going to provide three prices, actually. Status quo price, a Pardon. price on curbside, and then a price on curbside and recycling. So when we see this bid come back, we will expect three components to it, or three different costs. Is that right? Yeah. Some, uh, well, that's what I think. Some tenders may only come back with two, though. Fair so. Enough. So yeah. So what Sandy is saying is somebody may not choose to bid on recycling. Or hold up. Yes, it is. Okay. But the tender will request those three components. The tricky part will be to evaluate. You could get several different permutations, but right. Yeah. So, if if this passes, this would be for like individual houses, but for businesses and whatnot, they would still do their own. It's not part of this. This is just residential contract. This is the residential pickup contract. All in favor of Councillor Burr's motion? In favor. Okay. That takes us to uh, the, uh, the policy on unpaved road and lane alley maintenance. Um, this is a policy that was developed. Um, I, Councillor Burr had directed me to a, a website from Winnipeg that uh, had a. Do you have your microphone on, Sandy? 
Yes, I do. I'll just talk louder. Thank you. Um, this is a policy that came from a, a manual on road maintenance from the city of Winnipeg. And so what I did is I basically regurgitated it into a policy for the town of Peace River. And what you have is what I have come up with for gravel roads and back lane alleyway maintenance. Okay, I have a couple of questions, Sandy. I mean, one comment, uh, 3.2.1, there's a typo in there. It's like surface O, which traffic? I, I'm, I'm sorry, 3.2.1 uh, under benefits. Like, I think it's just a typo. Oh, yeah, there. you're right. Some in there. And uh, the yeah, other question I had, 3.3, um, I tried to look up in the dictionary what's what exactly is raveling of a gravel road. Graveling is when you rough up the surface and then repave it and you put pressure down, is that correct? And when you put pressure down on the blade to give it kind of a polished look so it's... To compact it so the gravel's not losing yeah, the surface. Yes, so you're not using okay. a roller, but you're using the actual gra greater blade to compact it. Okay, and the other question, it shows up in several places, 3121, three, 3321, three, and 421. It talks about the... Um, let's see if I find that. Talks about when when you go through the first time to the recommended depth, and I I guess I was looking to to a little bit more s specific what that really means. I'm assuming it just means you know someone operating the grader would know that you have to get down to the the the, the depth of the the deepest pothole, right? That pothole or um, your washboard. You have to take it completely off before okay. you build it back I guess up I, again. I, I guess I'm questioning whether with that we need to be more specific in that or whether that's going to be clear to, to anyone in the future because ultimately if there's an issue, we'd have to hold someone accountable. So, Well, it would be like saying, if well, if the pothole is 10 inches deep, then we have to go 12. If the pothole is 12 inches deep, then we have to go 14. You can right. be that specific, but greater operators should be... You know, should be good enough on a grader that they can can do that. Yeah, okay. and if there's complaints, then we also have we always have the superintendent to go out there and check it too. Okay, All right. Sandy, uh, just a question uh, you know, on the, the policy and application to Kaufman Hill. So, could you read the mining council again? Uh, are we taking turns with Northern Sunrise County, or are they? looking after Kaufman Hill these days, and then if so, would a policy such as this apply to that small portion that we would uh, administer, or, or is Kaufman Hill kind of a one-off? Well, currently we are sh sharing maintenance of it, and Town of Peace River is one year, they're two years. Mm -hmm. I thought it was two now, but I it is could be two. wrong. But no, I... We talked to Northern Northern Sunset County. They, I thought they agreed they were going to do it all the time. They, they weren't going to. Yeah, they agreed verbally, but we've never seen anything in yeah. writing. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. I was talking to someone from the county day trying to get some clarification about this, and the indication I got that he understood that they were doing it three out of three out of three. Well, that would be great. But yeah, I, like I, if that's what we're doing, great. Uh, maybe we need a, a motion after this discussion to. 
write out neighbors and just clarify that, but I, I guess what I'm saying is that's a, we all know what a, a long, windy road that is. It's, it's largely outside our jurisdiction, but because of the informal, formal agreement we have, would we be bound by some standard in here that is just not manageable? I mean, it's, it's obviously a rising incline and all sorts of switchbacks. And so I, I, I just, uh, I guess it's the caution, Sandy, I'm just, we're not getting ourselves into something here that, um, but I also said it, that we're located within the municipal boundaries of the town of Peace River. Right. Okay. So that's that's clear. So so that would, from a technicality point of view, it's only the, 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 a few hundred meters, if that, at the bottom end, really. Okay. Well, I, right. my personal preference is to give it to them three years out of three. Four so, years out of four. Four, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is this, so is this policy significantly different in terms of what would happen to a gravel back lane or a gravel street um, than what bring, we do? They bring up Kaufman Hill because we both have different ideas on how to maintain Kaufman Hill. And So like other than Kaufman Hill, is this policy significantly different than what um, our department would do right now? It's not significantly different. It just gives us direction of this is what we're going to do. We're going to take out the washboards. We're going to go look in the spring. Um, we do dust reduction every year. This just puts it in writing. And so um, the department and yourself, you've all reviewed this and think it's doable? I've reviewed it. The shop has reviewed it, Butch has reviewed it, Kelly has reviewed it. Um, I sent it to you people for review, and I guess it can always be amended if it doesn't work. Okay. So um, administration is looking for a motion to adopt. Is that right, or? Yes. Okay. We're looking to have you adopt it. With the with, with the, the corrections, uh, correction to the uh, typo or gr grammatical error. And what what clause was it? Three point three point three point two point one. Okay. Do you want to make this? Motion? I'll make that motion, Worship. I'm I move that we adopt the unpaved road and lane lane alley maintenance policy as presented with the uh, amended or with the correction noted. All in favor of Councillor Brewer's motion? Anyone opposed? Okay. And Your Worship, if I may, just a follow up motion. I would put a motion on the floor that administration contact Northern Sunrise County and just uh, clarify what our road maintenance agreement is with respect to Coffin Do you have that, Ms. Lightsell? Um, if Councillor Needham would just repeat the second portion of the motion, that would be great. Uh, the motion was to uh, direct administration to contact uh, Northern Sunrise County to confirm the maintenance uh, program schedule that uh, that we have with them with respect to Kaufman Hill. Thank you. All in favor of Councillor Needham's motion? Favor. Anyone opposed? Hearing none, passed. So that takes us to the grants, donations, and funding policy PDF. Right. 
So, Mr. Mayor, my reason for asking this to be put on the agenda has to do with the um, application process, and in particular, um, 2A and 2B, which refer to um, requests for support to be approved quarterly and also um, applications to be received at least one month prior to the end of a quarter. Um, we haven't really been following that, so at least I don't think we have. <laughs> I'm wondering if we should either remove those clauses or follow the policy as it's written so that anyone looking to apply is well aware of... Right. Well, I'm wondering if this shouldn't be a uh, discussion item at a pri priorities uh, and governance committee. Um, I think there's there are a number of things here that people would like changes to. For instance, I'd like to actually see people who put an application in actually come in and treat it as an application rather than a lottery. So, um, but those are all items that we can just get bogged down right here if we discuss it any further. So, perhaps a motion uh, to table this to a. Uh, either a special meeting of council or um, a, a governance and priorities committee meeting. Is that worth, anybody want to do that? Or? I, I would do that. Um, so we now have a governance and No, priorities? We, we, don't, we don't technically have one. That's why I said <laughs> special meeting. Okay, so I would move that this uh, topic be tabled to a further To a meeting? future date, yeah. Because we've spent quite a bit of time on this policy already. So all in favor. The other issue, just uh, uh, to build on the fact that we need some time, is that I had questions regarding uh, how it is that we handle contributions for in kind services and the manner in which uh, Councillor Sawchuk uh, uh, converted his colleagues to handle some of these things. And I'm not sure if that's the best uh, mechanism, but uh, so I'm, I'm certainly in favor of a, of a discussion to sort of smooth some of these uh, rough spots out. Okay. So all in favor of Councillor Matt, oh, you, you have a question? No, You're already voted I before I... <laughs> so all in favor of uh, Deputy Mayor Manzer's motion. In, in favor. You trying to tell me, Ron, I'm supposed to be quiet? So. <laughs> no, no, what he was saying was he... Uh, he, he was already voted before the <laughs> vote was called. So uh, that motion is passed. That now takes us to uh, Municipal District of Peace, number 135, Intermunicipal Cooperation Agreement. Um, who is speaking to this? I'll, I'll just... Uh, I could speak to it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and, and the one point that uh, just to bring Council's attention to is in the, um, the second last paragraph, uh, and I'm not sure if council is already under this understanding, but I thought we should clarify, where it says, therefore, the sharing of net benefits will only apply to development which occurs after the extension of municipal services into the joint benefiting area. And I'm not, I'm not sure if we were all on that understanding or not. So I thought we should point it out and... And uh, maybe clarify. I remember it being mentioned at our meeting, and I 
I assumed that was the way it was because nobody seemed to balk at it. However, I was a little concerned as to why we were so worried about extending it if it has not if we're not going to get any benefit until municipal services are out there. So I was I was a little unclear on that, but I mean if that's what the agreement says, then short of amending the agreement. Right. So I I think the reason for that extra piece of land was there was a gap between the joint benefiting area and the airport. And we own the airport, but there's a basically a, a section that so now we we extend it out to and does it include the airport should yeah yeah to so, almost to the end of the runway does it not not quite to the end of, by the drawing that I thought I saw I, I think it yeah. yeah it includes the quarter that the airport sits on okay and so the benefit of that is if obviously what we want to do to make that airport flourish is to get water and sewer up there and uh, once we get those up, that's when the uh, the uh, the tax share the, uh, the share benefits yeah. will. Happen. But but I think you know I'm glad you point out Kelly because that's not I took that once we got some water there then that whole the tax we would share the assessment over the entire area but it'll only be for new developments so that we'd be keeping tab this building is already here that's not going to be part of the t the revenue sharing this only stuff that's built after that so it's it's worthwhile noting. And and that's I guess my point is, um, actually I, that wasn't my understanding until I read yeah. the letter, mm -hmm. so that's why I thought I should bring it to council's attention and see if we want to perhaps clarify this at some point because well, there could be that whole area could be completely developed yeah. by the time we get the services in. So at this point in time, we have some tax re re revenue coming in. So wait, I agree, we need this uh, interpreted in, in some fashion. My understanding was uh, if water and sewer got to the airport, then everything suddenly became that's under not, this. That's not what they said, though. <clears throat> they were quite clear when at the, both at the meeting and in the letter there was only things that would be developed after those services were put in. And I had a different twist on Also on the... The benefiting area is sort of the description. It says an area, um, benefiting area roughly equates to 36 mile on either side of Highway 2. Uh, I'm not sure about what that means. I think that's an error, but Kelly can maybe interpret it for us. Right, so, yeah. yeah. On the second, where, where on the second PDF, there it says the joint benefiting area roughly oh. equates to 36 mile on either side of Highway 2 from the town limits to Range Road 224. <coughs> well, not 36. Well. Actually, I can't interpret that. I'll have to <laughs> find out what it is. But um, the the area is actually defined on the map, so we'll we'll just have to sort out the wording in conjunction with the map that they presented. Now, the agreement that we have in place, th this, what we're debating here, is this how it's worded in our agreement mm -hmm. for everything else that's already out there? Okay. Notwithstanding the part that we've, we've just added, I'm assuming that all of them fell under the same condition. They're not amending that in the agreement. Uh, 
sorry, I'm not. Sorry, okay, so the agreement that we have in place right now says that the benefiting area will be triggered with the extension municipal services um, for development after the services are there. Is that how the agreement reads now? Or are they asking to, to change that? Yeah, no, it, it, uh, the note there, the signatories agree that the sharing of net benefits will be triggered by the extension of municipal services into the JBA is what it says now. But the original agreement that we have, notwithstanding the new part, the old agreement still states that it's only going to be for development that happens after municipal services are up there? No, I don't believe it does. So then that they're asking for an amendment you, on that? Just to clarify, Anna, you pulled this directly out of the agreement, did you not? That's correct. And it, it says, uh, the wording now says the net benefits uh, uh, should be shared should be shared between the signatories on a 50-50 basis. The signatories agree that the sharing of net benefits will be triggered by the extension of municipal service into the joint benefiting area. And that's all it says. It doesn't say anything about only on development following. So in other, in other words, is the word retroactive, does it apply or not, I guess? Because then basically the they're... Exists. Well, yeah, basically they're asking for two changes. They're, we're asking to add... We're asking to add a section to it, and they're asking to say that then it only applies to new development post-services being put in. And you're saying the old agreement doesn't say it's only development. Is this not taken right out of the existing agreement? Yes. And that last sentence is part of the existing agreement then? Yeah. That the signatures agree the sharing benefits will be triggered by the extension. So that's right. in the but, existing But it doesn't there. say, what, what Kelly's saying is that it's only new development after the services are put in, and that's not clarified in here. They're making that clarification, but the agreement does not make that clarification. So we have to agree to that interpretation, which at this point I'm kind of under the impression that some of us may have a bit of an issue with, because you're right, the whole area could be developed by the time we get services out there. We have no idea what that's going to cost us. But our recourse is how much of that extension do we pay? If there's only if 90% of the benefit's going to occur because it's all developed, then maybe the MD is agreeing to pay 90% of the cost of that line. Like we're not, I, I'm not certainly not assuming we're paying a 50-50 for that, are we? Is no, the and it's nothing to do with the cost of putting a service in because that uh, the agreement suggests that whoever puts the money in will get reimbursed before there's any revenue sharing after. So that's paid back as the first point, and then after that is when the sharing starts. So the, I think the the issue here, though, is if we make the assumption that by the time we get services that that whole area is developed, then there really is no reason to have this agreement in place because there's nothing to share at that right. point. But I can see for their standpoint, whenever that agreement was signed, that was signed what, four or five years ago, you know, it, it provides incentive for the town to, you know, work more aggressively to uh, to get the line out there. You know, so it provides incentive for... And it also provides a disincentive if, all, if it's all developed. Like, what's the point of us putting services out there? So. Well, if the line was already out there like two years ago, then we would have been yeah. benefited from everything. It's because the town hasn't proceeded right. to this point, so... So we need to, well, I think just go back to uh, some perhaps a motion to from someone to ask administration to uh, to clarify the uh, when the when the sharing of net benefits occurs. Would that be fair? You think? So who wants to make that motion? 
I'll make that motion, Your Worship. Okay. Is the motion clear enough, or do you want to? Yes. Okay. Thank you. All in favor of Councillor Benke's motion? Favor. Okay, that uh, takes us. So, what was item six? We uh, we added I. Alberta um, Health Services. Okay, Alberta uh, response um. to. Uh, Right. Yeah. the The letter from Alberta Health Services will be under in the agenda under item 18 under new business. So we've moved that one up to uh, unfinished business. So that'll be number six. So, if, so if people are looking for the documentation on that, go to um, new business item 18, and you will have a letter from. Uh, Waiting for it to open here. From um, Trevor Maslick, Executive Director. So, um, so this came out of the uh, motion on January 12th regarding medical co-response. So, uh, Mr. Ford, uh, will you uh, sketch it out for us? Sure. So I'd like to make it very, very clear since since the motion, um, uh, the original intention of this council was that the Peace River Fire Department still would respond to any medical emergency as directed by Alberta Health Services. Um, since that motion, uh, the Peace River Administration has had a meeting with Alberta Health Services, uh, hence where the, the letter, uh, where we have the letter in front of us today. So my understanding to this, to this uh, new program is that the Peace River Fire Department will respond to any medical emergency as directed by Alberta Health Services. Um, now, within the agreement, um, it doesn't matter if it's an alpha, an alpha call, a delta call, whatever, whatever that criteria, criteria is or the seriousness of the, uh, of the actual event. Um, if... Alberta Health Services cannot have uh, a medical personnel there within that 15-minute time frame um, that that determination will be made at time of call and Peace River Fire Department will respond. Um, moving forward, I, I guess just for, for sake of time, uh, Your Worship, I'd like to put a motion on the floor to, uh, again, uh, refer to Schedule A of the of approved level of fire service policy for the Peace River Fire Department under the emergency medical services to add the component now as per this letter um, medical first responder um, with the um, training as far as advanced first aid cpr aed and also with the uh, the extra modules as uh, supplied by alberta health services in their document Also, with my discussions um, with Alberta Health Services, that this would uh, allow our members to um, be the equivalent, just about the equivalent of an emergency medical responder with a, just a couple of things that they, that they cannot um, touch on. Okay, so clarify for me, we're adding 
something back into the level of service agreement? Basically what we're doing, because we've said right from the beginning that the fire department will respond to any medical emergency as directed by Alberta Health Services. So if you want to call that medical uh, or medical first responder, or if you want to tag it with some sort of uh, limited co-response program, it's, it's just um, putting the words back into the document of exactly what we are doing. And outlining the training that would go along with that? That is correct. So if we have an individual who's trained to a higher level, and maybe this is a question for Kelly, I don't know, um, can that person utilize their skill set or does that then go up beyond the scope of what we are now covered for in terms of insurance? Like how does this all work then? I can actually answer that question. I did I did um, with Kelly's help, of course. I, I did ask that question today and I'm sure there's some of the Peace River members that are that are here in the uh, in the gallery, and I'm sh do, do any of you actually have an EMR training or an EMT training, and also work cross shifts with Alberta Health Services? Okay, so the direction or what I was told today from their upper management is those Alberta Health Services employees with the cooperation of administration still can practice to that level at that level of training. So then, Kelly and would be covered by AHS. So if, if they were out on an event for Peace River, for the fire department, and they used a skill set above what our training document allows for, we're not going to have an issue. I, I actually don't... I, what Oren's referring to is if they're, if they're AHS part-time employees, and AHS will cover that increased level of service. Okay. Um, Specifically, if they're not an employee of AHS, I don't have that answer, and I would have to get a legal opinion on it. If we're practicing, if they actually delivered a service that was above what was in our level of service, whether there's a liability to them and or to the town, I would need to get a legal opinion on that. Okay. So... Oh, Say so just, just you know for more. Last week I was in Edmonton. I was visiting my brother. His son is a fire fireman for the city of Edmonton. And what Alberta Health Service laid off, I believe that's how the city of Edmonton operates. Call comes in, they send the fire truck, but they're they're just for standard first aid, and they do what they can until the uh, the ambulance or Alberta Health Services get there, and then the fire department guys they just they leave and go back to the fire hall and. Whatever, so it's. I think it's very similar to what happens in the city of Edmonton. The one, the other point I should make uh, very clear is with the uh, life-threatening calls, um, as stated in the letter, which they call an echo call. So, um, as per Alberta Health uh, Services protocols, if if it's an airway issue, like somebody's choking or somebody goes down with a cardiac arrest, um, there is no questions asked. Peace server and EMS will be dispatched immediately on all echo calls correct so on uh, okay you're gonna have to help me here alpha delta and what what's the other one so the, the alpha bravo are the are the non-life-threatening and that would be at the discretion of AHS depending on ambulance any, any call any call would be at the discretion of AHS with the exception of an echo call that is life-threatening and it would be a, they would be paid Peace River Fire would be paged immediately okay so when we put this level of service that's not what this is 
says providing assistance for immediate dispatch to all echo calls as determined by the medical priority dispatch system. You know, I think we're just making this way too complicated. We, we've got this letter in front of us from AHS, and um, it's got three bullets. I think it's pretty clear. Three full bullets and three sub-bullets. And slicing and dicing this to, to the to the ninth part of a hair is just making this more complicated. So, uh, and it's, it's as it outlines it right here. Peace River Fire Department will continue as the MFR agency, the service being that of standard first aid, which will include CPR and AED training. That the current response model for the PRFD MFR will change from co-responding on all EMS events between the hours of 0800 to 2000 hours to only responding to events when called by AHS EMS. This will include, one, providing assistance when AHS is on scene, dealing with the management of difficult patients, multiple patients, or for additional resources to assist with lifting, carrying, or the extraction of patients. And providing assistance in first response capacity when AHS EMS response is expected to be more than 15 minutes on high priority or medical appropriate EMS events. Providing assistance and for immediate dispatch to all echo level events as determined by the medical priority dispatch system. This is all events whether it is determined that either the patient is not breathing or their breathing is ineffective. And the last bullet is mutually agreed that the changes to the Peace River MFR response plan will become effective on February the 2nd at 0 hundred hours. So, I, I, to me it seems that the motion is to adopt the the uh, to adopt the medical first responder program as described in the letter from Trevi, Trevor Mas, Maslick dated January uh, 23rd. Well, perhaps I'm just trying to get a better handle on what I'm voting on. Right. I understand that. That's why I'm... And, and, and that's why there's all these questions when we get into the minutia. So basically my motion that's on the floor puts that letter into, perspe into perspective in that, in that uh, level of services policy. Okay. So uh, any, any further questions on the motion? And then I'll get either Anna to read it, Ms. Alexoff to read it back, or Mr. Ford to repeat it. Okay, so my uh, motion would be to, um, under Schedule A of the Level of Fire Service Policy, under Emergency Medical Services, add the term MFR with the, uh, uh, the training as per the uh, letter presented by Alberta Health Services. Any further discussion, Mr. Sacha? So, Ms. Oh. 
so that was your motion, right? That's correct. To to add the uh, also to to state in the block the uh, the training as well as just to mention the uh, the modules provided by Alberta Health Services. Okay. Anybody want to uh, ask for further clar clarification and or questions? So, with respect to the in insurance thing, then we're. We're okay. Our fire people are covered because they'll be first aiders, MFR peoples. And the part about if somebody has training that is not provided under our ordinary fire department, they can still do that? Or I think if I understood Mr. Bunn properly is that AHS will cover their employees who work for us if they do work uh, above and beyond the uh, criteria listed here. Um, and that is not necessarily the case for, for non-AHS employees, and that needs to be clarified. But that's not in the motion, so. Okay. Call for a vote. All in favor? In favor. Passed. Your Worship, if I may, I would like to put a motion on the floor to direct administration to develop a public press uh, community subject to council approval that describes the new Peace River Medical First Response Program effective February the 2nd, 2015. Did you catch that, Mr. Bunn? Oh, uh, yeah, press release on this. So, uh, all in uh, all in favor of Mr. Needham's motion, or does someone want him to repeat it? Could you repeat that, Mr. Needham? Or I, I could give it a try. My motion was. I would like to direct administration to prepare a public press communique subject to council's approval that describes the new Peace River Medical First Response Program effective February the 2nd, 2015. Peace River Medical First Response Program. Okay. All in favor or does somebody want to ask questions the only question I've got on this one is um, I had a couple of comments to me that um, the staff within the town itself didn't understand the changes that had been made and what that all was so it's all well and good to do the press release and I think we should be doing that but I think we also need some type of an internal communique amongst our own staff because people will say oh you work at the town what's going on with this and when they don't have the answers to that that uh, isn't isn't very indicative of, of communication within our own organization. So if we could maybe provide both the, the uh, maybe this is a friendly amendment to Mr. Needham's um, motion, but to provide both an internal um, memo and a press communicate or pass that throughout the whole organization so everybody's aware of what the changes really mean. If the friendly amendment is to include an internal and external uh, component, I'm, I, I would consider that a friendly amendment. Okay. 
Okay, I'm going to call a vote on all in favor of Councillor Anita's motion with the friendly amendment from Councillor Benke. Passed. So we have one other item on under unfinished business? Yes, we have Council Strategic Plan, <coughs> which is an addition. Uh, okay. So you should have in front of you uh, this document, and uh, we, we went over it, and there were some changes to be made. Um, so I did those plus a couple of minor ones. So if we go to downtown revitalization, we have uh, – I. Ms. Benke, I changed uh, hiring an economic development officer to promote downtown Peace River from uh, from you to Mr. Sawcheck since he already took care of the hiring. <laughs> if you don't mind. <laughs> and um, the... Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I think one of the changes was to develop an affordable housing strategy from Manzer to Needham. Just, I think that maybe that was always there. Was, or was it supposed to be shared? Could we leave it with Mr. Needham now? And, uh, um, yeah, we just give you more work. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm accepting it with a smile. Okay. Um, uh, yes, under goal and improved Peace River Town Services, so page five, I included, um, well, I put some check marks. So one was Terry Sawcheck for snow and ice control review. Uh, I put, I added Frank, front counter service. Advisor seen within 15 minutes of arrival, so that's a key performance indicator. So at the bottom of page, oh, page six, sorry. Um, and um, I think everything more or less is the same. I did add. I think this is on the. Uh, maybe I didn't save. I thought I had added um, create a uh, post secondary education hub in Peace River. And maybe that didn't save. But let's uh, – oh, did you? And I put your name beside that, Ms. Manzer. Maybe in the one I – Was okay. goal three to include educational besides financial? I, I didn't because that, that was downtown. Because it's it was on, downtown? It's on page five. Oh, okay. So I put under page five uh, – The um, developed TPR, Town of Peace River, as a post-secondary education hub, Manzer, and uh, Rod Bird developed an arterial road strategy. So uh, we can pass this along to uh, the press. They can take a copy of this. 
And I believe there's a type aware mayor on uh, goal safe and care neighborhoods. It should be reassessed, not reassesses. There should be two S's, right? Which under on the middle of the page. Re page four. Reassess, yeah. So in the middle of the page, reassess emergency response plans. So we'll uh, we'll correct that in the final copy. So perhaps a motion to adopt uh, the. Uh, The uh, Town of Peace River, uh, Town of Peace River Strategic Plan, and this would be uh, 2015. Mr. Ford, I can, I can make that motion, Your Worship. Ah, Mr. Ford already beat you to it. Excellent. Even though he's made a couple of motions here already today, so all in favor? In favor. Passed. And uh, we will. Uh, Probably at the chagrin of the people left in the audience, we will take a break. <laughs> no motion to uh, the recess is over. First topic for discussion is um, Town of Peace River request for decision to purchase uh, to purchase heavy duty machinery. So, Ms. Adams, please take it away. So, what you have in front of you is a request for decision to purchase a Hydrovac Street Sweeper track hoe and equipment trailer for a total of eight ninety six one forty six twenty four. Which is slightly below the budget amount of 905. Um, tenders were sent out. They were received. They were um, looked at by myself, Butch Mitchell, and Willie Arndt. And in front of you are the tenders and the prices that came in and the equipment of our choice. Um, the one thing that wasn't mentioned before and is on here is a, an equipment trailer to transport the track hole back and forth from job sites. But with that addition, it still comes in well under budget. Yep. How does GST work with this and us? Because it's not included. We don't pay it. We don't pay it. Okay, so we don't need to. Okay. Well, we pay it, but we get it back. I don't know the actual, but. It's not going to change the debenture amount or anything. Okay. So did anybody want to go through them, or have you all looked at them, or? Yeah. 
No. So uh, this is three. Uh, this all uh, I, one motion. I, I, did, I did have a question, but oh. I could wait. No, there's no other questions. Oh, okay. Well, Sandy, and so not to hang up on the trailer, but I'll, I'll just pick on that one because I, it happens to be near the end of the trailer adventure park. So the last time that I recall uh, a tender, it went out and, and there was a discussion about is this FOB Peace River or FOB Edmonton? So I'll pick on the trailer. So the Edmonton trailer price, do we have to send two staff to Edmonton to pick that thing up or is it an FOB Peace River price? Um, we would have to go pick it up. You were going to go pick it up? Yes. Well, I, I guess my point being that now the, the cost becomes, um, the difference between those two bills now becomes substantially less. And I, I question whether or not that's really a, a wise use, but I, I guess I'll defer to your recommendation. But that, that, that's, that's what I worry about is, Um, so there was, uh, so there's a difference of roughly 5,000 in between. There's a difference of about 5,000 in between. So, uh, I thought Paresh came up with a policy if it was, uh, if there was a local individual or a local company that gave us a price that was, um, within five percent of the lowest bid, we would we would take that price. So yeah, I guess that's where the discussion was, and I don't know if it was five percent or if it was ten percent. But the, the the former example when this came up, it was a pickup truck, and so it was two staff that had to go to the city, which is fine. You can't you can't. You have to have two people to drive back in a vehicle, but when you factor all that stuff in, uh, and then we here we are as a town promoting a think local campaign, and uh, I, I know the the government of course requires us to uh, default to the lowest bidder on, on a lot of cases, but the, the the thinking of the day was that we were always going to have an escape clause in there that if something like this came up again, that we could direct this to the local dealer and. Uh, We've all seen letters from people who report uh, last year or the year before, and it was the same. It was the same issue. Uh, uh, I think of a grader that we bought in Grand Prairie, and, and again, I'm not opposed to the lowest price. Uh, it is public money, but uh, it, it, this just seems to be something that we, we need to have a second, sober, a second, a second thought about. Uh, specifically, the I, I don't know about these other vendors. I, I guess Sandy, my other question was there's a there's a vendor in here with a number beside it. I'm just trying to find it and I'm drawing a blank here, but um, do, do all of these vendors have Peace River addresses or do any of them? Can, or can you tell me that? I can tell you that. Uh, can I address the trailer first? Yeah. Colin? Um, that could come back on a, ba a back. Oh, 
the trailer cost to bring it to FOB to Peace River would be approximately $400 because it would be brought up on a backhaul on a trailer because it isn't determined. Like, it, it isn't a necessity right away, so you get a truck to bring it back on a backhaul, which is a lot cheaper. So I'm roughly four hundred dollars. The trucks, the, the trucks that you are referring to from Edmonton, those were delivered FOB to Peace River. We didn't send people down to pick up those trucks. And um, so, so, so I, I should not have any issues with this, is what you're saying. Well, if you wanted to add five hundred dollars onto the lowest price, we'd be at thirty. Thirty-three-seven, and it's up to you guys to determine if that's a value great enough for you to take our suggestion. I mean, well, well, I'll maybe just speak here for a second. First of all, I think your your comments are valid that that when we price, we should be pricing FOBP server, and that's an old test that we'll make sure we do in the future. Our when we purchase, we're we we purchase based on not necessarily best price, but determined best value. Um, and with respect to that, we we uh, we don't have any policy in place that talks about a differential for local pricing, and in fact, by law, we can't do that. We're bound under uh, two, at least two, and possibly three different uh, trade agreements that prevent us from from accepting local prices with a preference. So, but what we try and do is uh, do an evaluation and and come back with a best value recommendation as opposed to price. So if there is a reason that a, a piece of equipment is lower priced but doesn't meet our criteria, that is, is part of what we try to explain. I, I, you know, I, I think we're largely saying the same thing in this discussion. It, it's very difficult for politicians to sit at the Davis Awards or the next Chamber of Commerce and look at the, the Johnson family across the way or the, the Whalen family and, and defend a decision of council uh, with, without the information. And I, I guess the information is that we've got guidelines and it was clearly explained to the local vendors what they have to do, then fine. But it, it just puts us in an awkward position. It doesn't put us in an awkward position. It puts all of us in an awkward position to defend those decisions. But uh, fair enough. I, uh, I think I've heard the explanation that... Uh, I've heard the explanation, so thank you. Um, I just wanted to let you know, Colin, is Renco is one of the uh, equipment of choices, and they're local, and the okay. other ones yeah, I, are I'm all out of town. To see. I didn't know, I didn't recognize all the names on there. Yeah. I presume uh, brand is uh, out of Ranbury town. Or wherever. Yeah, and everything else is FOB. So the, all these pieces of equipment, they're second-hand, right? Or are they right. brand new? Okay, good. Yeah. So we're finally in the same league as Northern Sunrise County. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Mayor, I would put forward a motion that uh, administration proceed with the purchase of a street sweeper, hydroback truck, track hole, and trailer. Um do I have to say conditional on third reading of bylaw 1954 yeah. and contingent upon receiving the debenture of $905,000? Do you have that motion, Ms. Lonsoff? Okay. All in favor of Deputy Mayor Manzer's motion. Pass. In favor. Your Worship, just kind of follow up to Colin Needham's uh, 
Uh, Councillor Needham's comments and comments from Kelly. I, I guess I would like to see the town develop a uh, procurement policy. We don't have one. It explains that stuff. So I, I'm assuming we've got something, and if you could kind of maybe bring something back so you know, maybe some of these decisions wouldn't even have to come, come back to council. We could just proceed with it. So your motion is to uh, request administration to come back with our procurement policy uh, next meeting? I don't know if that's to be. I, I'm not sure how long well, it take. Sounds I, like you have it all written up, right? Okay. Well, if it can be next meeting, that'd be great. Okay. All in favor of uh, Councillor Burr's motion? Favor. That takes us to West Hill Extension Agreement. West Hill Water. Uh, West Hill Water and Sewer Study. Um, what this is, request for decision is that um, we'd like council's direction to enter into agreement with WSP for preliminary engineering services to collect and review existing information, prepare water and gravitation, gravity sanitary sewer models, and a letter report with cost estimates for extending the existing town infrastructure west to the Peace River Airport. So basically it's... Um, we have a letter there with a cost estimate to do this from WSP. We also have a letter from the MD contributing $13,850 towards this project. Or the engineering aspect of the project. Your Worship, just for clarification, and I think we had the letter report before we asked for this, right? Like you hadn't done that. It's suspicious that the contractor, the value is so close to the number we given him then. But yeah, yeah they um, they did provide the estimate originally. The request was to try and get a quick, uh, a quick, not feasibility say, but cost estimate, and that came out of the joint meeting we had with the MD apiece. And so uh, there was initially a price presented that was only for the water component. The MD asked for that to be revised to include the sewer component. That was done at our last joint meeting. We spoke with the MD uh, about moving forward with that, and they agreed. So what this now does is, if approved, allows us to proceed because it's been sitting in limbo for a couple months now. Okay, um, so did I hear a motion on this one or not? Not, not yet. Okay. Uh, sorry, the original price was, I can't remember, 20 some thousand. And then they revised the sewer and it ended up being 33. So is there going to be a motion or? Or what, is there a motion on the table? Or? I'll make that motion, we worship, that we uh, proceed with the, uh, to do the, I'll call it preliminary engineering study as uh, priced out by WSP. Okay, all in favor of Councillor Burr's motion? Favor. Okay. That now takes us to the 2015 neighborhood Street, well, it's a little more just streets, isn't it, Mr. 
Mr. McLaughlin, it's it's the whole damn neighborhood. Yeah, but it, it, yeah, there's a 2015 neighborhood re rehabilitation program. Yeah, it's uh, it's named to go along with your strategic uh, plan for neighborhood uh, revitalization. Revitalization. Um, so we put this out for uh, selection of a design and construction supervision consultant. Uh, we received uh, three proposals. Uh, myself. Butch and Willie went through them all. Uh, we went through and we scored them. Uh, there's a clear winner, uh, and it is uh, WSP, the local uh, consultant. And if you have any questions, on and they probably understand our town better than any other engineering the, firm. Out that there. that was abundantly clear in the in in the. Uh, proposals. I mean, uh, you know, they're they're able to talk specifics in terms of pipe sizes and everything like that. But Urban Systems actually came in in '99, or am I reading that incorrectly? Um, it's right here. Yes, you're re you're reading that uh, correctly. For the design section, right? Okay. Those, the that ninety nine includes zero for construction supervision, and so you need to. Uh, they would be, that would be an hourly phase, and they would be out of Edmonton, so they okay. wouldn't be cheaper in the long run. They'd be charging me to drive up here, is what you're saying? Drive or fly. <laughs> I mean, once they got here, they would stay here, but uh, it would. It would not be the cheaper one uh, once you get through the construction phase. Uh, likewise with Schoenhag, Hoppick Associates? Well, actually it's Annex. Uh, the person is a very small firm who used to be with uh, Schoenhag. Okay. Um, and so, uh, yeah, his, his proposal, he did give a number for construction supervision. But it was unrealistic to the point where either it was either uh, a mistake or they had no intentions of supervising it. It was one of the two. Uh, so it it wasn't clear. There was no breakdown whatsoever in how the price was how that was calculated. And and again the the the, the level of comprehension put forward in the in the three was WSP was a clear winner. Mr. Mayor, um, when it says the fee is based on a construction phase of 90 working days, what happens if it takes them double lot? Do we just keep paying, or do they? Yes, but in a nutshell. Uh, so the the consultant is not in control of uh, how fast the project moves along, and so you want to on the other side of the of this on the other side of the equation if he's done in 50 days you get to keep the extra money so the the, the idea is you pay them for the time they put in on site during the construction phase and and you do want them out there supervising it enough that they're there watching it um, I actually prefer this a lot better than your a percentage base uh, 
agreement because on a percentage-based agreement, well, I can get away with not being there today, but I still get my money. Whereas this agreement, they're paid when they're there, and and I I prefer that. If, if they oh. hit a phase where they're not needed because they're in a phase yeah, where there's, right. there's work okay, that can be inspected after the fact and doesn't need to be inspected while they're there, they can go home and you can save that money. Uh, so that uh, that's why I do really prefer the construction phase to be this way. I, so oh. I was just confused, and maybe, Kelly, that's what you're talking to them about. Yeah. When I'm looking at the recommendation, the numbers and the names don't add up. Yeah, it's oh. mostly WSP. That's that is an error in the. That's a typo. What about the the numbers? The, the number is right at two twenty eight. So that includes because when I looked at the sheet, I thought it was one twenty eight. It's one twenty eight for. Or one twenty three seven twenty. For the plus construction, that that's without the uh, construction phase. Yeah, so this page on the back end is doesn't include the uh, doesn't include the construction phase, right? No, that didn't. What, but this is the design. So really, yeah. That, we, what we should have done numbers. is put another page on there that had the actual construction. Yeah, stuff there's, on there's there. a much better breakdown in the proposal. That was just the the flip to when you do the tender opening. So the amount is actually two twenty eight. Yes. Okay. Just wondering for the benefit of the public if we should uh, probably put that second page on there because th somebody that m might be interested in this may actually kind of go, these numbers don't add up. Is what do you think? I think we can. Um, there, there won't, there isn't a, a necessarily a second page because what you did is calculate. Was, was there another actual page to the bid, to the proposal? Like the construction oh, there's, part. There's, of it? there's a whole book yeah. to the proposal. Yeah. Um, to be to be really clear, their engineering was broke down as seventy thousand uh, five hundred dollars for preliminary design and tendering, uh, forty nine hundred and forty nine thousand for the construction phase, and then eight thousand. Five hundred dollars for the post-construction phase. That's doing up all your adjuncts and stuff, and that totals to two hundred and twenty-eight dollars. Yeah, it does I not include it does not include the materials testing, which would be uh, subbed out to another firm or some or paid through the contractor. Yeah, I, I, we're not disputing the two twenty-eight. We we take your word for it. Uh, just thinking about the we have this information up on the. Uh, basically the public bulletin board and uh, and I don't think there's there's enough of us geeks out there that we'd actually go through all of this stuff but I'm just thinking that there's somebody that may kind of go what these numbers aren't adding up and uh, might ask some questions around that but it is what it is it's, this is what we put up for the public and I guess if the public does ask some questions we'll we'll just have to give them the answer so just, I think I'm missing something here. This is just for the overlay, because aren't we were doing water and sewer in a section of this too, right? This, this includes uh, the engineering of the sewer repairs that are needed throughout that area, all the uh, all the crossings, the sewer line crossings. 
Okay. This, this includes uh, designing that and supervising that. So in that one section where the sewer lines were, whatever they were, where we were having the backup issues, that's addressed at this? So this is the engineering and then the the management of the project, but not actually the project itself. That's correct. Okay, perfect. Thank you. The, the, the black stuff is all extra. Yes. So much, okay. much, much more extra. Yes. So when we roll this out next year, we should actually try and get in front of it and talk kind of set up a meeting with the residents because that's that's the way the neighborhood revitalization program works in Edmonton and they actually get some choices in terms of light fixtures and if they want to get the sidewalks done and all of that but I this is we need to get this done uh, we'll do it we'll probably meet with the residents after the fact uh, just so that they know that a it's going on and how their money is being spent but uh, uh, the other ones that you have on the uh, on the list, we should probably uh, make a real effort this year to get out to the public and give them some a chance to actually input into how they how their neighborhood is going to be re redone or revitalized. But yeah, there, they, there will be some uh, there will be some interaction with the, the public there because you're going to have to in terms of sorry you're going to be sh you know shutting down the road for a period of time. They have to figure out. You know, what do you do with emergency vehicles while it's shut down? How do you make people? How do you get people home at night? And 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 so, it it is a complicated project. And I actually have to say that's another thing that set WSP out from the other ones. They, they're the only ones to comment on the fact that those those aspects uh, are going to impact people. So is that part of the contract when you actually go contractor? How long they'll restrict access to the, those streets and timing that? Yeah, they'll they'll have to work that out into the tender when it goes out for a tender with the contractor. Yeah, it wasn't quite what I was getting at, but we'll uh, deal with that later. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's good, and uh, the fact that it's a local contractor means that he'll probably use a lo uh, local soils and materials testing company. There'll be lots of money that stays in this community, so yeah. it'll be good. Great. Um, so we get one of the gearheads on council to make a motion here on this. I'll make that motion, Your Worship. <laughs> oh, gearheads like to be called gearheads. Huh? I recommend that we accept the uh, proposal from uh, WBS Canada Incorporated uh, to proceed with the engineering um, construction tender preparation for the uh, infrastructure project on the West Hill at a fee amount of 228000 WSP, not WBS. WSP? <laughs> oh. WSP. And, uh, okay. So all in favor, Councillor uh, Councillor Burr's motion passed. Sandy, you're packing up. Does that mean you don't have any more to go? That's the items I had, but I can stick around if there was anything else. You well, want. feel free to stick around, <laughs> but not on my dime. No, no. <laughs> so, Mr. Mayor, for next year for the neighborhood renewal, it seems to me was it phase three. 
or four and five that got into big, big dollars? Which? The next one? North and a town was big, big dollars. So is it phase, is that in phase three? It was the third project. Yes, it was, was. Okay. So it's I'm, expensive for how, yeah. how much street you get. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering when the administration would provide a, a kind of timeline as to when we make that decision so that the residents can be involved and so on and so on. Could you, could you and Trent do that up? Yeah, we can. And, and actually that that is the, kind of the um, process we want to get into where where this summer we get agreement and a motion from council that we actually can proceed with engineering for next year's project. And then, so then it would work as the mayor was indicating, uh, we would have enough time to bring the residents in on the front end. So we do intend on, on proceeding this summer with the, the next, coming back with a proposal for the next phase. Now would those be conditional upon budget approval? Because if MSI were to change or anything like that, we might have to make some changes? What we'll be asking you for is is permission to proceed to engineering. Whether you want to actually do the project will be a decision that you will make oh, okay. sometime at yeah. some point down the road. Okay, okay. So, Mr. Bunn, I'm wondering if that could happen by the end of May because summer, yeah, summer we seem to have fewer meetings, et cetera. Uh, yeah, I, I would... I, I think so. Um, uh, Trent and I will need to discuss it a little bit, but I think that's maybe doable. You might actually want to stick around for this one. This is the Alberta Order of Excellence. <laughs> Well, you never know. We might nominate you here. Well, I don't want that. <laughs> okay, so there's a, a request or a uh, – this is – this comes around every year, I think. Lieutenant Governor Alberta, the Alberta Order of Excellence. And uh, the uh, Lieutenant Governor wants to know if we have any nominees. And um, option two is for – which is recommended by administration is – Council pr promotes this event and summons nominations for the from the citizens of Peace River. However, the deadline for nominations is February 15, 2015. And there's a lot of work that goes into these, isn't there? Somebody needs to. So accept this for information. I would, I don't know, I, I would be inclined, Your Worship, to put a motion on the table accepting administration's recommendation and putting it out to the citizens of the community if they know of anybody they want to nominate. And who's going to do the work putting the... Well, they would be responsible for putting the work in if they're going to nominate the individual. Okay. Yeah, I would hope a couple of service clubs in town might step forward. Uh, and if, if, they, if they have the horsepower, they do. And if they don't, they don't. So I'm looking at the media here. Looking for some free promotional uh, <laughs> advertisement on this side. Yeah, well, I, I think Tan and Banky's going to make the motion on it, so. I, I will make the motion on that, yeah. All in favor? In favor. Okay, great. 
the next item was I've lost my spot here. Um, the time extension agreement, and this is for the regional regional collaboration grant regional collaboration program uh, time extension on the West Hill Fire Hall. And so they're extending this from, till, from September 30th, 2014 to September 30th, 2015. I guess we'll be more than happy to ex accept an extension, but we need to have some real discussion around this whole item because who's going to man it, when is it going to be built, so on and so forth. So. Uh, who wants to put a motion to accept the extension? So, so just before that, though, these regional collaboration programs, do you only get two kicks at the can or something? You, you, and But this one is one that we've already passed, that, that's from the past. So it's not using up any from this 2015 calendar year? Okay. No, with this one, we did apply. The money was, the grant was approved. The money was was already set aside. Uh, so it won't affect our ability to apply for projects this year. <laughs> okay, did someone read which Do we already have this money then? It's sitting, it's not? To my understanding, and I'll confirm with, with Alan, but to my understanding, we've got the approval, but they didn't release us the funds. But I will double-check that. Okay. Uh, so the, the motion you're looking for on this one is to uh, agree to the amending dates, the amended dates? Uh, I think the so motion, the yeah, to enter into the amending agreement. Oh, okay. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> Nobody else is jumping at it. I'm not going to pass up $250,000. All right, that's my motion. Okay. Uh, all in favor of Councillor Menke's motion? In favor. Um, that now takes us to uh, a request for a decision from Northern Sunrise County. And this deals with the... Uh, Curtis Marshall Memorial Skate Park. Skate park. Um, so, uh, call it Mr. Needham, you've uh, read this one over. Perhaps you can lead the discussion on this one. Well, I uh, was surprised to see the request, but uh, uh, in any case, uh, I, I guess I'm okay with the idea of withdrawing hundred thousand uh, dollars in support of the project uh, I guess my my concerns are twofold one uh, we've heard some feedback uh, about the, pro the current project site uh, there's a uh, just adjacent to the Legion of course on uh, the little tennis court uh, that site was chosen for reasons of the day but I, I think a number of us on council have heard comments back from uh, other user groups in town and parents and and Moms with young kids at the pool, and some of the comments haven't been uh, particularly supportive of that location for whatever reason. Uh, so I, I guess uh, 
that's the first issue. And I guess the second issue is, um, and we all know community groups, and we know they, the group, they, they have the ability to come and go. And uh, $100,000 is not chump change. Uh, so we're, what this motion is proposing to do is we write a check to a community group in town for $100,000. And I, I worry about their ability to carry the project out. I guess I would be fearful of things. Uh, I certainly hope this doesn't happen, but uh, you know, the, the group uh, breaks apart, or and, and we've seen many examples of this, but they don't have the capacity. Or secondly, the, the money is transferred and it sits there for two years or three years. So I, I'm in favor of the motion, uh, in favor of the idea, but I, I, I throw the two challenges out that I think we need to talk about, and one being the site, and then secondly, the, the, the group's ability to, to, to make this happen, because I recall this project was in the neighborhood of $400,000, but I, I do stand to be corrected on that number. Uh, that, that's sort of my input. Uh, I would default to others to jump in. So there's a question about, so it's 100000 in total, so effectively... Is, it, is that correct, though? Like, I mean, the discussion we had, I was under the opinion... Can Jerry, use your mic there, or, or, or speak up? Yes, sir. Um, well, you've been quiet all bloody night. It's about time you did. I just, <laughs> just got up. Um, I was under the impression that the ask was for 200000 100000 was Peace River share. Am I wrong on that? I thought that was the discussions that we had with Northern Sunrise and with the that that was the well, way this was the, coming forward. The briefing note that is in front of me says to withdraw one hundred thousand dollars from the capital cost. Uh, I, I don't know what the discussion was. I'm just reading the briefing note. Uh, op option one is the, the line, and then option two it's the same line. Agree to agree to withdraw one hundred thousand. So that's what I'm referring to, Terry. Yeah, I, I, I understand that, and I read this three times myself, and that's kind of what that's what it says. But okay, I guess my my point is, I think we should clarify this with Northern Sunrise if the intent was a hundred thousand. So can we table this till next meeting to make it find out and then decide? Yeah, good. Well, I think. Sorry, Worship. I was just going to say, and I I, th I, th I want to speak to the location too because we keep bringing this up. And honestly, the work's been done on the location, and they're going to incur additional costs if we pick a new location for them to redo a bunch of their work. Um, I am one of the moms that uses the spray park with my child, and I've got no issue with this going where it's going. And I think having it downtown and being in a central location to me makes a lot of sense. So I think we need to discuss the location and put it to bed, because if we keep floundering on this, then, I mean, this is going to just keep going around and around and around. I, I tend to agree with Tannen. I think we've heard um, particularly from uh, administration that it is a good location for a skate park. It's downtown. It's central. It's easy to get to. And I I agree. I think we should have it there. So uh, I'll play the devil's advocate. Well, I guess my point is, well, what were the other locations that would be suggested? And I can think of abandoned parking lots that across from Frank Overly's office. It's a property owned by, by Esso, as an example, that we've turned into a parking lot. I mean, what about what about those kinds of opportunities and then getting, uh, in this case, uh, Imperial Oil owns that property. So I guess that's what I was driving at. Um, I, I, I guess uh, I, 
I guess that remains to be debated, but there seems to be some discussion about the amount as well. North County of Northern Lights put $50,000 into the skateboard park in Manning, and then the town of Manning, I think, matched it. So I think the number that is on here is correct, but again, we can clarify that. And then thirdly, again, I'll come back to this particular user group, and I worry about those funds and making sure that they're spent in a proper fashion and in a proper time frame. So there's two items here. Well, there's actually three. So there's $100,000 or $200,000 out of the joint capital fund. The other one is how are those funds dispersed? So is it we keep those funds basically in a bank account that's controlled by the town of Peace River slash Northern Sunrise County, and then those funds are dispersed when they actually go through with the construction, but yet they can still say we've got X number of dollars set aside for us. Mr. Corporate Donor, could you match those funds? And the third one is I kind of like the idea of what Councillor Needham brings up is, like I look at the fast gas spot, I look at some of these contaminated sites, the current selection is a site that isn't contaminated. So I'm looking at a contaminated site. You basically put a whole bunch of concrete down there. There's very little gassing off, and you turn an unwanted lot into a productive lot. But I think part of the problem with that comes is we don't own those lots, which means there's going to be incurred a cost in acquiring it, and to acquire a contaminated lot, they have to be remediated. Well, the question is how much do they have to remediate when you put two feet of concrete on top of it? We could own those lots pretty quick. I'll bet you ESSO would sell us that lot for a dollar in the blink of an eye. And add another $200,000 to actually constructing the park. So then if we move the site, then are we going to reimburse the club for the monies they've spent on all the engineering based on the site that we've already given them? Well, they spent $35,000, $40,000. Yeah. Now that's almost half of what we're giving them or theoretically giving them here now. I'm not particularly – What did they spend the money on? The $36,000. I thought it was $36,000 that they spent on engineering for the – On the design. On the design. I presume that would be transferable. That's just – I presume that engineering is the design of the track and the layout, and I presume you could pick that up and transplant it to another site. It's not – Well, I think – Those pilings put in the ground. I think that's an assumption that we need to be cautious of because we don't necessarily know that, and I don't think at this point – I mean, unless we're going to verify that before and look at what it would impact this group if we requested a move, I mean, I don't think it's prudent of us to just say you need to move your site because there's been work put into the particular site that they've chosen. So I'm just saying I think we need to be cautious here. Your Worship, I've reviewed the plans. There are some topographical 
features in that existing site they took into advantage. So if they moved it, it's not it's not going to be just picking up and mo moving it. There would be some changes. I, I doubt it's loss of the whole thing. I don't see how that discussion affects the decision where this joint capital fund, where they table it. Like, I think we should table it. You know, when the three of us are up in Northern Sunrise, we can chat with them tomorrow, figure out what those issues are, and then we can make a decision next week. I mean, I think there's some other stuff we need so to do. Like, like, again, I'm, I'm okay with, I guess, I guess I started to say, I'm okay with the $50,000 to draw the park. Uh, so that gets a check mark in my mind. Some of the other issues, to me, they're just issues that need to be worked through. through that I'm not suggesting that, that they're going to stop my decision or my vote to go ahead with this town. So I, 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 I just think they want to be, we, I'd like a satisfactory answer from the group. And, and maybe, maybe it's as simple as getting the answer from Northern Sunrise and having them come back. And maybe a simple meeting with them would provide some assurances that uh, uh, taxpayer money is going to be protected and uh, something's going to happen in a short period of time. And that's the site. Maybe, maybe, it's a, maybe the solution is, uh, is quicker at hand than we think. Okay. So did you put a motion out there, Deputy Mayor Manser? Um, I said, could we table this? <laughs> <laughs> I'll move that we table this until uh, February 2nd meeting. and After we've had a chance to talk to the Northern Sunrise. Yes, yes. So I'm putting that motion forward, but I'm also saying that I think we should go forward on some sort of scape. Our, basically, we're about the only town in the vicinity that doesn't have it, and it's a fairly cheap uh, sport for those that are interested once they get the park built. Well, i just curious. I wasn't at the, the recreational needs assessment. Obviously, that report should have some recommendations, I would hope. I'd be surprised, actually. Oh, really? All in favor of Deputy Mayor Mazur's motion? Okay. That's passed. So, Mr. Bunn, you'll, uh, you'll talk about the details with Peter Thomas. Peace River Curling Club. Maybe uh, Deputy Mayor Manzer will open and lead the discussion on this one. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. I did phone the lady who uh, brought this proposal forward, and um, apparently this would be a closing bond spiel for the club. The uh, purpose, though, would be to raise money for the MS Society, uh, in particular, uh, the MS Society of Northwestern Alberta. I asked her how much money she would hope to raise, and she hoped about $2,000. Um, I asked, how does this money actually get raised? And um, it comes from the fees that teams play to participate, providing that there's enough sponsorship to cover the other costs of the bond spiel. So to move the question ahead. I'll put a motion and then maybe we can talk some more. So um, I move that um, let's see council allocate well maybe I'm, I'm going to withdraw my comment here. We need to have a discussion about how much would be uh, maybe proposed to. Okay. So what are, so what are the suggestions that we should uh, put forward here um, because every day three people are diagnosed with MS in Canada. Okay. 
Well, they've, they've excuse me, they've listed a number of uh, options here or things that we could sponsor. Um, I would suggest maybe that we uh, pick one of the event sponsors and sponsor an event to the tune of $400. Okay. I think that's what it is, right? There's four events, and you can add 400 each, so you'd sponsor one. Oh, you, we should certainly sponsor one where all of... Most of the curlers will show up. So will they show up at the Saturday morning players' breakfast? They'll probably all be gone by Sunday night. So I think uh, Mr. Sawchuck's motion might have been speaking to the four events at $400 each. So one of those events is what you were thinking? It's just a suggestion, yeah. yeah. So okay. event A, $400 each. Or $400. Okay. I'll make that motion. Um we use uh, $400 from the grants to groups to um, uh, give the Peace River Curling Club uh, $400 to sponsor their A event. So they don't have to come in on the quarterly schedule that you're advocating? We're, we're still discussing that, apparently. <laughs> okay. All in favor, Councillor uh, Deputy Mayor Mather's motion to... Uh, Very hard. Yeah. to sponsor for $400 at one event at the Peace River uh, Curling Club MS Bonesville. Did I get that right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, there's another request for sponsorship. The Northwest Regional Skills Competition. <laughs> Who wants to handle this one? So I could speak a little bit to this one. This has to do with apprenticeship skills, so basically high school stu students from um, the Northwest, Peace River School Division, Holy Family School Division, and the other school divisions up to and including high level, um, all go to Fairview, and um, they compete in things like welding, baking, computer programming, this, that, and everything else. So those sorts of CTS skills and I think it's a very worthwhile event. Then the students uh, that win gold and sometimes uh, silver go on to Edmonton to convince, compete in provincial, and some of those have then gone on to um, Canadian and actually won. So it's very good promotion for students in school. So do you have a motion for this? It's actually not being held in Peace River this year, though. It's always held in Fairview oh. at the college, so they can use their shops and so on. Oh, okay. We haven't sponsored this before as from the town, have we? I think we... I'm actually not sure if we have or not. I don't recall it, but again, I'm not 100% sure. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. The Northwest Regional Skills Competition. Colin, do you remember Northwest Regional well, I, Skills? I was, well, I was just uh, I was looking at the 
commitment amounts, and uh, in my brain I was comparing this to what we just did with the curling club. And uh, now I'm looking at the suggested amounts in here, and I, I'm having difficulty suggesting that this is worth more than a sponsorship at curling, but I don't know if this group would accept a $400 contribution because the numbers seem to be considerably more. Well, there is a friend's sponsorship level, which is a gift in kind or prizes. So I think you could... The very, the very smallest box at the bottom, Tana? Yep, the, that would be the one. Well, I would, I would suggest a $400 uh, donation would be, uh, would be in order. Deputy Manager, just in your uh, um, knowledge with all of this, how many students from this Peace River area would actually attend this? I don't really want to guess or presume. I, I I just don't. I know. No, I don't want to give a number because I'm guessing. Would it be possible for um, maybe to table this decision until February 2nd? I'm just looking at their, their schedule here so we have a little bit of time. Would it be... Uh, question that administration could possibly take a look at answering like would that Second. for the would that number be second impact your decision if there's 50 that go or 75 or 20 I'm oh, talking from from our from town from the schools in town yeah, no, I'm I'm just asking if that number would impact your decision it would reflect how high I think I go yeah. like I think 400 is a little on the low side you know again but you know, if, if there's 20 students going, then I could see us going. They have a limit on the number that can enter from each uh, school. Each school. Yeah. So. But again, is it one student that's attending from the Peace River schools, or is it, you know, 25? So. Yeah. More than one, less than 25. <laughs> I'll put a motion that uh, we sponsor this to the tune of $1,000. Well, we already have a motion on the table. Oh, we do. Do we? Sorry. What's the motion on the table? 400. Call it, call it I, I thought I put a motion on the table that said we were going to do this for $400. Okay. So, okay. If there's a friendly amendment. Uh, I'd like a friendly amendment, Mr. Needham. <laughs> okay, what's your amendment? I don't Two and a half times that. Four, $1,000. Okay, all in favor of uh, counts, uh, Deputy Mayor or Councillor Nita's motion with the friendly yeah. amendment. It's passed by four to three. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> <laughs> a <coughs> unanimous vote there. Um, Harley Party. There's another decision to be made here. So we, we go from buying quarter million dollars pieces of equipment to sponsoring events for 400 bucks. Okay. So does somebody know what this is really? Is it buying motorcycles? Like is that what the whole event is? <laughs> what is it? No, this is... Um this is hosted by this is hosted by the uh, what was known at the time as the Beast River Toys for Tots or toy, toy library. library. Yeah, and it is now called the Peace uh, Peace Playland, and they're just having a fundraising, and the grand prize is the uh, 
the motorbike as well as some other motorbike things. But there is a silent auction. Okay. So it is a fundraiser. Oh. Well, Twister's a nice motorcycle. I, if I recall right, they had the motorcycle at the Rotary event that we were at this uh, in November. They yep. had it there. They were advertising this event. Yeah, it was displayed there, right? Yeah, yeah, it was tucked in the corner there when you came in the, uh, the hall, if I, if I recall correctly. Mm -hmm. Okay, so do we want to purchase a sitting table? I won't be going. Perhaps a motion to enable those who can attend to attend, uh, yeah. but not purchase a table at this point. Okay. And uh, what, what about uh, giving them, are they auctioning anything off here? I thought you said they were doing an auction as well. So. Yeah, silent auction. So, so oh, now it's saying it's featuring motorsport gear. Maybe we can see whether or not Maybe we could contribute up to $500 towards something for the silent auction. Okay. Does the silent auction have to be motor? Well, it's saying that it's featuring a motorsport gear. Or is it just to develop gross motor skills? <laughs> Someone make a motion. Four hundred bucks. I. No. I would put a motion on the floor, Your Worship, to enable uh, those councillors who are able to attend to attend, uh, not to purchase a table at this point, because I don't think we'll have enough people to justify a table, and to contribute uh, five hundred dollars towards the purchase of a silent auction item. Uh, all in favor of Councillor Benke's motion? <coughs> Is that a nay or a yay on your part, Mr. Needham? That was a yes for me. Okay. You'll I think I said yes, man, I was coughing. Yeah. You'll uh, actually be here so you can attend. Uh, not quite, but... Uh... <laughs> Holy Jesus. Uh, that takes us to... Uh, Chamber of Commerce invitation to meet with the board of directors. Um, so they would like to chat with us regarding economic initiatives. I can speak to this a little bit. In a couple of the meetings I've had with the uh, um, economic development. Um, yeah, I didn't attend that meeting actually. Thanks for not. Let me retrieve that. Yeah. No, I talked to uh, Mike Matthews uh, as to whether or not it would be necessary for me to sit in on uh, on their last board meeting. Um, he voiced the opinion that this would be their first meeting after their AGM, and they would be probably more interested in just chatting amongst themselves on direction. Um, I have, uh, however, been in contact with them uh, through our uh, Lac Cardinal group and. Uh, trying to encourage um, a meeting between, well, myself particularly, but any other councillors that want to participate, and the chamber 
to try and align uh, what they are looking at uh, for economic development goals within the town and through the uh, Lac Cardinal group uh, with the town with ours as a uh, council and try and uh, see where we have some common objectives I guess so I think that that's kind of what they want to get out of this meeting is um, you know let us know what their objectives are and see if we can tailor those to what we see as being the important goals for the EDO. I don't have any objection to this meeting, but that first week of February, I'm totally unavailable. So I don't know who is available that week or if we want to suggest other dates. Or maybe Mr. Sawchuk and I don't know who else wants to go. But Just in conjunction with the question of dates, have we heard from Northern Lights if we're it's on the 3rd? I think the idea would be to have it at the McKenzie room where it's, you know, out of council chambers. Well, they're just checking to see if we'd be even amenable to a meeting first. So I think if we say yes, we would like to meet you, then we'll throw together an agenda. And I think it's worth a discussion if we can come up with a date and people who are interested in attending. No, we don't. I don't know. I haven't heard. No, we don't. He did not. Well, I don't know. That discussion hasn't been had yet. I think that meeting is coming up this week yet. I think we should go ahead and meet as soon as possible. Well, I mean, why, why would you want to meet without our economic development? I think we should meet to get the chamber's goals and ours at least on the table. I mean, we got to have a discussion with these guys. It's one of their biggest complaints is that they keep asking to meet with us and we just keep putting them off. Well, and we keep also. And that's valid. No, that's not valid. Well, we keep arguing too that the the role of the EDO, that individual role, really isn't paramount to how the board operates. So whether there's an EDO or not, that board continues to operate, and we still need our priorities, and we still need to put them in. But that's part of, I think, where we need more discussion. I attended their AGM, and it came out there that that's part of the issue that they have. Most of their board does not understand. So that, that the EDO is not the one that goes out and does it. So... I. Again, I, I, I agree with Councillor Sachuk. I think we should meet. I mean, we're not going to make any decisions, but let's let's meet with them. We'll start the dialogue, find out where they think the the where the the uh, where we should be going with the Lat Cardinal Group. And uh, yeah, it's I mean, it's not something we. I don't think we need to wait for that, though. And I we're mean, the ones that set our priorities, not him. Uh, and it's the same with the chambers. It's the chamber of commerce that sets our priorities. 
No, the chamber sets their own priorities. They they sit on this economic development board the same as we do. The talk that we're having is it would certainly be beneficial if the chamber's goals and the council or the the town's goals are at least aligned in the same direction. I mean, we don't want to be going head-to-head and off in two completely different directions. And that's all this meeting is about, is a discussion about how we align our goals and what we perceive as our major um, important things that we want to kick off. So then how does that conversation, Terry, dovetail back into La Cardinal? So, you know, so we're, like we're, so we're, where's La Cardinal? So, so we have this conversation, and, 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 and we come to an agreement with the chamber mm-hmm. on points one and two. So we, we take points one and two and then take them to La Cardinal and say, deliver? Is that... Is that kind of what you're saying? The model of Black Cardinal isn't you don't take it and give it to them and say deliver. We take our goals and we work to make them work through the Economic Development Agency. So we present our goals and our objectives and we remain the champion of those goals and objectives and continue to work to make sure that they get forwarded. So it is certainly in our benefit to have the chamber, at least another member sitting on that board, working in the same direction we are. Well, as soon as as soon as an EDO is in place, then that EDO is going to meet with all the members of the group independently and as a group. So, I mean, that will happen. But all I'm saying is, there is absolutely no need that we wait, and that we can't get together and talk to the Chamber of Commerce. I mean, it, to me, it's ludicrous that we can't just have a meeting with these guys and sit down and, and have a talk. Well, I would say that, that I don't know why you're making, going and jumping your we're saying, well, what we, we're, we've got this Black Cardinal group that's going to work for us uh, or with us, but if you don't have the guy there, so... That doesn't mean that... that doesn't well, he needs to be able to tell you whether it's doable or not doable, and that's why we, why we got in with the Black Cardinal group and got an economic development, get some economic development experience. So we, you know, we can we can sit down with the Chamber of Commerce and come up with these these grandiose schemes, and then and you you go back to like Cardinal, and it's kind of like, yeah, you know, we're just like not too too much. Too much too well, much more than we so so what? Then we go back with nothing. I mean, why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we meet with them? Well, I'm not saying don't meet them with them, but why don't you wait? I guess I don't... The guy, the guy that we offered the job to did not take it. Right. We're having discussions right now with an interim guy that's going to come on board and help us sort out how we go about getting a full-time EDO there. Uh, so, again, that discussion has happened this week. I understand that from everything we've heard, he will step on board and help us out. 
So we'll have an interim guy on contract basis shortly. Because I'm not, I haven't talked to him, and I'm not sure if he's going to accept that. The chairman of the uh, La Carno group is meeting with him sometime this week, and then we'll know a little more. But uh, but I still think it should be the town and the chamber that develop the town of Peace River priorities. We well, flesh should. them all out. We take that when they hire the EDO, <coughs> then we take them and say, okay, figure out who's actually doing what. Some of them, the town, may we may do entirely on their own. Yeah, I'm still hoping the chamber will think this is something important, and the chamber will do completely on their own, independent of the EDO, and there may be some items that the ADO, EDO will help on. I, I mean, I, I thought that was the model. I don't think it's a model where it, we can't do anything until we hire the EDO, because like Albert's been out there, he's been trying to, to get developers in here for, for months, so that, that's the model. So I, I'm not hearing that you two are disagreeing with, the, with each other. I also am of the opinion that we should meet um, as much as we can with the Chamber of Commerce and have a frank discussion about what the Council would like for economic development, particularly downtown, and um, get the Chamber's views on it. And if they come up with something plausible, um, maybe we'll think that's wonderful too and we'll both be supporting the same things. So I think we should have a meeting and have a discussion. I think the fourth works me. February 4th is at this point out for me, but if it works for the majority picket, mm, I'll do what I can. February 4th is fine with me. It'll work for me. I'll make that motion, Your Worship, that uh, we respond to the Chamber of Commerce suggesting that we could meet with them February 4th at uh, 6 p.m., or at least part of the council will be attending that. Yeah, the McKenzie room. Do we want to narrow it that much? Because if they come back with an, a week later, do we want another motion? Or this is this is a date they suggested. Okay, all right. Yeah. Okay, so is that your motion? That's my motion. Yes. Okay. All in favor? Favor. Um, okay. I brought this one forward. Actually, it's. No, maybe I'm ahead of my. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm. Well, no, we're not going to reconsider it. But uh, I mean, again, we can have this discussion with them if they like at the meeting. But uh, 
I, you know, again, I'm, I'm not sure what this letter, I'm not sure what... Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what this letter is asking us, actually. Was there another one with terms of reference or something? This letter is asking, they're wondering if consideration has been given to reconsider the above motion as the Lack Board Management Development Board no longer has an economic development officer in place. So, uh, well, motion to, uh, to advise the Chamber of Commerce that uh, there are no plans to reconsider this motion. Do, do we need a, a motion to that, or? I'll make a motion that we accept it for information, and we'll discuss it the uh, the meeting on the fourth. Yeah, so, um, well, you can all read the webinar business. Anyways, um, after this, we all received, I think, a, an email from Alan Schramm about um, a possible um, uh, financial workshop for council. And um, I would like to attend uh, one or the other. So <laughs> if we go with the workshop, I'd like that, but... If not, then I would like permission or to be enabled to take this uh, course. So it's to me, it's interdependent. Just have a question. Do you want to attend this one, which is offered based on BC stuff, or do you take something through the AMA, which has online stuff, which I haven't I haven't attended any myself, but. Yeah, this one um, seemed to have the part about financial statements and stuff that seem to work either which way. I'd much rather prefer a full-day workshop where they talk about lots of stuff. Was it March 4th? No, I do one or the other. Thank you. Well, can I ask a question first if Kelly or, or maybe Renee knows? Like, AUMA has whatever that elected officials training. I, I attended a couple in Edmonton that they've been excellent, the ones they attended, but they have online ones. I'm just wondering if you have any experience based on previous counselors that have taken and whether the online ones are. They have one specifically that I guess I'm thinking that would be 
Alberta financial statements because my understanding is the way that our financial statements are written is dictated by the municipal affairs. So there could be differences between what BC dictates for their municipalities and what the, the uh, municipal that dictates for ours. I did look and I couldn't find anything that I thought was similar. I am now finding Mr. Schramm's uh, notice, and its due, uh, date is the 12th, length six to seven hours. The cost, though, would be about 10,000 bucks. So. I don't know. I Personally, I'm not sure about the differences between Alberta and BC, but I'd rather do a course that's tailored to Alberta municipal financial statements rather than taking a chance on learning BC and having there be a difference. So, uh, Ms. Bench, is, isn't there an education um, component? I remember other councillors last session were taking AUMA courses. Right, but did people didn't need special permission from council to enable them to do those? Did they? Yeah, they're about four hundred bucks a pop. The the online ones. I don't remember authorizing anyone from last council to take them. <laughs> okay. Um, well, there's there's one. We've scheduled one here, so. Okay. Except for information, maybe Deputy Mayor Manzer, could you just make a motion to accept that item for information? I move that we accept the information on a um, uh, local government management association of BC uh, seminar for information. All in favor? Close that off. Well, sorry, while you're on the subject uh, and you are discussing, do you want to, is council prepared to make a motion on the other one? So. No, anything before March 30th is not... Not workable? Not workable. Okay. So, and I thought I told Alan that, so maybe John Zerud is going off on a sabbatical. I don't know what the issue there is, but... Um, Shell, Carmen Creek... So what was what are we doing with the John's root person? Well, we're he's, Alan's going to go back and tell John's root that anything before March thirty first is not is not doable. So um, we got Shell Carmen Creek. They've got a safety dinner invite. I suggested that I was going to go to that. Um, it's a Saturday, I think. And this guy, uh, John um, Franchetti, or I would put a motion on the floor, Your Worship, to enable the mayor and those councils available to attend the Shell dinner on February the twenty-fourth. Great, thanks. All in favor? Okay. So what's the next item? I've lost my page here. Do you want to handle that, Deputy Mayor? 
Well, I, I attended this last year on your behalf, Mr. Mayor. It's held in Edmonton, hosted by Mayor Iverson, and uh, I thought it was fairly worthwhile. Mayor Valley View and others around uh, also attend. So I would uh, put forth a motion that um, the mayor or his alternate be enabled to attend uh, the um, Northern Alberta Mayors and Reeves, um, what are they called? Caucus on uh, February 13th. Well, I won't be able to attend, so, so let's just... Uh, specify who the designate is so are you uh, are, will you be able to go yes mr. mayor I can go is there anybody else that has interest in going okay so motion on enabling uh, deputy mayor master to attend that session probably be helpful councillor Ford all in favor of councillor Ford's motion Okay. Uh, Alberta Care also has a spring uh, Alberta re uh, their their fifth annual Alberta recycling spring seminar. I understand the town of Peace River has a membership in Alberta Care. Uh, is I think the uh, the members who are on the Peace River Waste Management Company can go through the Peace River Waste Management Company uh, on the Peace River Peace Regional Waste Management Company tab. Is there anybody here that would be interested in going? Okay. If there's no one interested, Your Worship, I would just put a motion on the floor to accept this as information. Great. Thanks for moving along. All in favor? Favor. Uh, next item is Growing Rural Tourism. It's another conference. Anybody interested? Hearing none, I'll uh, take a motion to accept it for information. Uh, Ms. Councillor Sachek, all in favor? Favor. Uh, there's a rural health committee. There's an invitation to meet. Uh, Councillor Benke, do you have any interest in this item? I or? would, but I'm already booked on the third, so I can't go. Um, and yourself, Deputy Mayor Manzers, and your family care clinic. Um, I'm maybe booked from the during the mid part of the day, but is it just asking for a council person, or is it asking for us to recommend people to go, or or what? I'm reading the last big paragraph. Yeah, they're recommending that we provide recommendations that they would invite community members of the community. Oh, okay. Because I think this would be a a good. Uh, a venue to at least voice some concerns about uh, health care services and so forth for our area. And further to this, I also had a question, is it just Peace Service citizens or is it citizens from the area that we would recommend? Well, I is this the similar thing that they did up in, oh, probably nobody knows, that they did up in Falaire not that long ago? They were... Uh, taking some information on rural health, and they did a seminar in Falaire, because I know uh, MD of Peace, Northern Sunrise went, my boss went from ASLS. Um, so I'm wondering if it's the same sort of... It could be, because I know there's one MLA this... Yeah, it's Mr. the same MLA Stark that's, yeah, that's has running. Has been yeah. um, 
appointed to go around Alberta checking? Well, I can try and put together a list of five to ten people that might want to go. And then I guess, what, we forward them on to rural health? Or is that what they want us to do? This is really short notice (laughs) to be doing this. But if that's what they're wanting, I I can definitely try and put some names together. Are they also saying that we'll pay for these individuals? They go. It doesn't look like there's any charge. It's in Peace River. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. That's at the library. So. uh, Just curious, would uh, MLA Frank's executive assistant over at her office would would she also be tasked with this kind of thing? Is this something that she would be working on as well in support of government members? Or. um, You would think so. It's just your idea, Janet, of getting together some names. I'd be surprised if, if the community didn't go to Frank as well, and, and uh, I'm sure he's asking his staff to do a similar, uh, I would think, exercise to make sure the community representative. So maybe, maybe we need to check in over there so we don't double up on effort. Or, or well, I guess then why don't we narrow this? I, I, if you guys want, I can contact his office and figure out what's going on and put together what needs to be put together if anything needs to be put together. So what was Did you get that motion, Anna? <laughs> <laughs> so well, I, there was I a lot of anything. I know mm. that. <laughs> it because it also mentions healthcare providers, example nurses, doctors, pharmacists. pharmacists. So sounds Sorry. like we need so, a broad so, range. So the motion is to have Councillor Benke forward to administration. My motion would be to enable Council Benke to uh, collect the information required. To uh, make the event on Tuesday, February the 3rd, a roaring success. <laughs> no pressure. Okay. Is that your motion? Yeah. Okay. All in favor of that motion? In favor. Okay. Okay. Um, so. Um, should we just go through the check registry ones and then we'll take a, a break? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, okay, check registry. So uh, any any uh, any questions, comments? Hearing none, I'll take a motion to accept the uh, check registry for information. Councillor Sacek, all in favor of Councillor Sacek's motion. Passed. So we'll take a a 10-minute break here. So... There was a motion by Councillor Needham to come out of camera at 829, uh, and that motion passed unanimously. And uh, Councillor Burr would like to make a motion. I move that uh, we designate the mayor as the head of the town of Peace River for the purpose of the Freedom of Information and Protection of Privacy Act to deal with the request for information received on January 12, 2015, relating to the Stonehenge condominium project. All in favor? Favor. And that's passed unanimously as well. 
so that allows us to go back to the uh, the agenda as the agenda that's there, um, or the regular agenda, and we are now at information items. And we have, <clears throat> are there any information items that people would want to highlight? Uh, is there anything, Mr. Sajak, out of the uh, Peace River and District Chamber of Commerce proposed bylaw amendment that we should be aware of? I don't think there's anything really there. They're, they're making a couple changes to their wording in it. Um, I think to include uh, some of the other municipalities. I think some of the wording around it stated the municipality of Peace River. They also changed, I think, some of the uh, terms in which people can sit on their board. So I think it was more housekeeping stuff to update their <coughs> their uh, their bylaws now that they have a new uh, a new uh, executive. So that was one of the first things they did was review it and propose some changes. Uh, How they know to find their members, like officially they can email people. So. Yeah. But, I mean, really, it's nothing that has a direct bearing on this council, I don't okay. think. And Peace Library System, you want to make a comment on that, uh, Ms. Manzer, seeing that you're a Peace Library System person? Um, they're just updating uh, the town on the um, new agreements. So um, those towns with library boards will be paying 550 per capita, and municipal library boards will be paying 275 per capita. And uh, they're moving into the electronic age in a big way, I think. And is that an increase? Uh, yes, it is a little bit of an increase. Uh, they're looking to uh, get back into a good uh, reserve position uh, due to some capital expenditures they've been dealing with in the last year or so. Are, are they going to break our bank? Uh, not as much as some others would. Uh, crisp update. I haven't had a chance to read that. Is there anything noteworthy there? They just said that they're still working on it. And are there any uh, any other ones? Uh, Councillor Needham, you mentioned something about the MMSA file. I, I wasn't post-secondary education hub. <laughs> are basically news releases. Uh, I think people can just read through those. I, I think it's interesting we should point out like that Heritage Park, it's a lift station that's being funded under that capital oh, Canadian... Building cap Canada? Building yeah, Building Canada, Canada Fund. So I, I, I know I, hopefully administration's following up on that one. And then the other one about accessibility, I mean that's exactly one of the stuff that we're talking about. So the federal government is helping <laughs> upgrade some of the access to a about three buildings there in I guess Sexmet. So. Oh wow. So it's, it's stuff that... It's worth reading. Yeah. 
Uh, anything on ASO on the transmission system planning, given that there's uh, supposedly quite a bit of electrical capacity coming into this this region? Although with the price of oil, I suspect all of that's on hold. Was there? Okay. An AER focus. Uh, maybe you can give us your own version of what's happening in AER, Mr. Sajak. Or you're not allowed to talk about AER, are you? I'd rather not. <laughs> it's just an information piece. I don't know. The, it's uh, a newsletter that comes out quarterly or something. You okay, can read so it online. Maybe a motion from somebody to accept uh, 11.1 through 11.10 yeah. uh, for information. Councillor Sawchuk. So move. All in favor? In favor. Passed. And... Uh, 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 Ms. Alexoff, any notices of motion? No, Your Worship. You weren't expecting me to ask you that, were you? <laughs> okay. Uh, no, Your Worship. <laughs> and Tannen, uh, do, uh, do you need any assistance on key communication items in terms of flushing them out? I think we kind of built a skeleton already. Okay, what I've got is... Uh, We'll mention the one minute of silence, uh, an update on the medical first response um, and the training uh, clarification and the level of service document, the adoption of the strategic plan, uh, the RFP for waste collection, the highlights on the um, first phase of approvals for the neighborhood revitalization project. Okay. Um, the purchase of the equipment for... Um, public works, yeah, public as well as the approval on the engineering for the water sewer or the the feasibility study um, for the water sewer oh, um, okay, out to the one. out to the airport. Um, that's what I had. Cannon, when I made the motion, uh, if I understood correctly, did you mention the the, the MER program? Uh, was that your first one? MER. Oh, medical. Uh, M, we ne we're now calling it MFR, Medical First Responder Program. Yeah, I've got that one. The yeah, only okay, so I, I guess what I was trying to do when I made my motion uh, was to take that off your plate, and I, I would hope that the CAO would take that and punt it over to the director of that department and have him write that. But if you want to tackle it, um, no. so be it. But well, in the back of my mind, that's... That's where that was going, but again, uh, what so motion? Totally up. To you. The, the, totally up to so, you. Councillor Needham, if you recall, he made a motion uh, after uh, Councillor Ford made a motion on the MFR program right. to have administration write a press communicate, oh, both yeah. internal uh, that would address so internal I was and external. Not to give you, or try not to upload that work to you. No. Yeah, no, they'll still do that. All I'm going to put out is just what the what we the addition of the MFR component into the level of service, and then the training components that go with that. Okay. Just so that we're clear there, I, yep. I was uh, trying to save you some work there, and uh, I, I now understand what you're going to do. Now, for the purchase of equipment and the feasibility study, whose names for what? Um, I think I understand the feasibility one, the okay. water sewer to the airport okay. quite well, so you can put my name around it. And uh, what was the other one you asked? Well, the purchase of the equipment, I can take that one. 
You never know, but yeah. it's, it's nice to still have a point person, right. so I can put my sure. name by that then. And uh, just on the on the uh, on the re residential refuse one is I, I think it's worth highlighting that they'll be we'll be looking at three options: uh, manual pickup, i.e., the current system; uh, two curbside recycling. I mean, curbside pickup of, of rubbish, and the third one will be curbside pickup of rubbish plus curbside uh, recycling. So that's similar to like the blue blue box program. Right. Okay. Are you going to mention that to the public? Well, I just think the one thing that wasn't discussed that maybe we should follow up, make sure it includes the uh, composting. I mean, that's one of your one of your biggest waste streams for any municipality, and right now it's all you know going in with the garbage. Where, up to but when so when we put out the RFP for recycling, because these people understand they, uh, recycling is basically reducing the wa waste, waste yeah. stream, yeah. wouldn't they? Uh, they, they yeah, they the should part of it. I was thinking I'd phone Sandy, just make sure that she understands that we would expect that. Why don't that. you just send her an email? Okay, I can do that. Just throw the evidence out. Yeah. So, okay, so then is there... Um, Put it out with the trash. Was there anything else then that I missed that anybody wants talked about? Oh, what about the Pat's Creek tender? Or do we wait until we have the approval for the monies? Because it doesn't mean much until we have the no. money to actually do it, right? I would wait. Okay. So in future, go ahead. More around the, the past creek. This is where the speculation is. This is where we got in trouble last year with the freeze and the thaw. And then yeah. that led to the famous April 7th event at 6 o'clock in the evening. I, I, more, you know, we certainly talk about the rehabilitation, but I wonder if it's not worth mentioning that staff of uh, been monitoring Paps Creek, and uh, we, we think we're in good shape. Um, you know, spring is some time away, but we, we've been proactive in making sure what happened last year doesn't happen again. Um, a, a little off topic, but uh, I think that would maybe provide some reassurance to residents that we're, we're, uh, we're watching that, especially <coughs> in this period where we've had all this warm weather. And you know what? Having thought about it, it probably wouldn't hurt to put it out there that right. it's pending um, government approval on the monies yeah. because you never know there might be residents out there willing to write a letter to min uh, to Minister Oberly requesting uh, the government's assistance on that. Maybe you could get someone from Clear Hills County. So I will. Uh, I'll add that. I'll add that in KCI's pending um, provincial funding. Okay. Pat's Creek, who, who's Well, it sounds like Councillor Needham would like to take that one on. The Pat's Creek one? Yeah, he, he was quite eloquent about that over the uh, telephone line, sir. Okay, Colin, I'm going to need your number again. Uh, as in phone number? Yeah. Uh, for, no. you, just, you can use that piece of account for a but for phone number, just use uh, uh, 624-1765. Okay, and you'll just return calls? I'm sorry? And you'll just return phone calls? And peaceriver.ca. Okay. Thank you. Okay, great. Hey, so just uh, so in the future, you don't want to deal with anything dealing with Pat's Creek because of your... No, that'll be conflict uh, your, of interest uh, with my work, yeah. With your work. But you can now handle <laughs> Pat's Creek. <laughs> yeah, I just want to... 
<coughs> Good. Colin, is it cneedham at peaceriver.ca? Yeah, that'll work. Okay, thanks. Because she's changed the new, uh, she's changed Today, it to the new. actually. <laughs> oh, that new yeah, I changed, uh, I changed it to say. Uh, to the new name. logo, too, as well, right? Yes. Would it be uh, maybe worthwhile with, in regards to the, the MFR stuff to possibly mention at the, at the bottom of that, that there will be more information or more official information coming from administration shortly? So with respect to the garbage and the recycling and all that stuff, are we intending to have some, um, I don't know, public response to any of these possibilities? You know, like suppose, suppose a citizen's group says, nope, we should not do the garbage pickup. Like, are we having some, well, you know, like one bin at a time sort of thing. Um, are we intending to have any Well, we Well, I guess that's why that? you bring it up for, uh, for as a council agenda item. I got a feeling that it won't be as uh, noteworthy as some of the more recent items. Unlikely, uh, other than if people get told, uh, no, it's not in your back alley anymore, it's going to be on your front lawn. Yeah. That'll be the best. That stuff, uh, that I, kind of I, thing. I think when you get, the, the first thing that's going to happen is whether or not we get three bits on those three options. And if we do, then the next thing will be what what's the cost? And if you look on your utility bill, we are now paying $15 a month. So in some of the briefing notes that Trent McLaughlin put forward, I think in the case of the, the Grimshaw one, I think he threw something in there where, in the case of Grimshaw, it went up a dollar. So I, I think to answer your question, um, Elaine, it's um, when we have a better idea of the cost, I, I, you know, if, there, if there's no cost and it's just a revenue neutral kind of thing, I, it, it, I, I think everybody's an environmentalist and I think everybody's a recycler, so there'll, there'll be lots of support. It, it's, if the program comes and there's a big added expense, then so my other question is, and I don't know how we're asked, well, this turned into one of those meeting things, um, has to do with the the um, waste company that we belong to or, or whatever it's called. Peace Regional Waste Management Company as opposed to the Peace River Waste Management Company. Okay. So whichever one of those that is, um, do they lose revenue if we were to do something totally different? If we if we were to get into the recycling business, uh, if if let's say a private company comes along and says, not only will we pick up your garbage, but we'll pick up your recycling. So that is going to put a whole different uh, spin on 
the eco center, the value of the eco center, whether it's even worth having an eco center here. But these are things that we we've already somewhat talked about at the Peace Regional Waste Management Company, and it's it's one of those things that I think that you, uh, when particularly for the people uh, that are on the direct board of directors for the Peace Regional Waste Management Company, is that when we're there, we have to put on our Peace Regional Waste Management hats. But when we're here, we have to make the best financial decision for the town. So if if it's in the best financial interest of the town to uh, uh, to have a somebody with a uh, that has curbside recycling, we need to go with that as as councilors around the table. Granted, when we're up there and and that uh, creates some issues around recycling for us, but recycling isn't a big money maker, so you may actually reduce some of their costs because they just say, well, we're getting out of the recycling business. Like right now, I think you lose money overall on recycling. I think you, cardboard, you might make a little bit and maybe a bit on the metal, but by the time you collect it and but, ship it to Edmonton. But these guys don't collect cardboard, do they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, but the, the price of this stuff too fluctuates. And, you know, this we're shipping this stuff down to, to the U.S. I mean, it's... it's and, and along, it's a, yeah. And along with those lines, actually, the biggest the biggest generators of cardboard is in uh, commercial, and they're not covered by this residential contract. They, they, do, their, they do their own thing. Yeah. So. Okay, uh, we will. Uh, I'll entertain a motion now that I've finished signing the checks. Uh, I'm ready to leave, and I'm, <laughs> I'm ready to. <laughs> Actually, we, we didn't do that badly today, given the size of the agenda. I thought this was going to be a 10 o'clock night, but uh, it's 10 to 9. So a motion from Mr. Sawcheck to uh, uh, adjourn the meeting. All in favor? In favor. Okay, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Mr. Hey, Larkson. Yes.